0: As you're hearing myself twice. Okay. <laughs> Hello, and welcome once again to another episode of the Spider New Experience. I'm Zad joiner your friendly neighborhood webmaster and host of the Spider New Experience. This show. This episode, we're gonna be covering ASM's latest issue, number 62, volume five. Or if you're following along with the Lexi numbering, it's 863, so we're going to be talking a lot about that this episode, and I'm really excited to bring it to you. Of course, before we get started, I want to give a shout-out to our patrons, Vinkman and Scott. Thank you guys for being our Patreon subscribers, thank you for uh, letting us... uh, Provide you that entertainment. So, if you like the show or you want to check out that Patreon page, become a patron today. You get some. You'll get some exclusive goodies coming to you very, very soon. But also, if you like the show, if you like the the site, um, be sure to like, give us a review, leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, give us a like, share, and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube, and of course, uh, follow us on the social medias at Spidey Radio on Twitter at Spidey Dude Network on. Uh, Facebook and Instagram. So thanks for watching. A minor note before we get too far in. For those that are not watching us on YouTube, which you should. If you haven't, you should do that. But if you're not watching us on YouTube and you're listening to the audio versions of this show, please excuse our references to our visual aids as these are simulcasts on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter simultaneously. So if you just happen to miss out, uh, you can always go back and see those visual aids on the YouTube page, Facebook, or Twitter. Once again, thanks for our, thanks to our patrons, and of course, I don't always do this alone. No, I have my guest hosts that want to uh, say hi. First up, I have the devil himself. Neil right? Hello. I, I
1: I don't want to be here. I don't want to be. I didn't. I didn't want to say hello.
0: <laughs> the devil himself. I don't know why he called himself. Why are you calling himself the devil?
1: I don't know. Because we're myself thinking as Spider-Man related stuff right now, and you know, Mephisto's kind of on the brain.
0: Mephisto's on the brain. Well, speaking of Boomer Dam, <laughs> Boomer, boomer Adam. Adam. Okay, I can't read. <laughs> the Boomer, the boot the Boomer Dam. The Boomer Dam, yeah. Uh, Boomer Adam, hello, Boomer Adam. How are you, sir?
2: It's good. It's a beautiful day. It's a great day for Spidey. Uh, Today's issue was a good one.
0: Yeah, we'll find out more a little bit later. But we got to first. We've got to introduce Paul, A.K.A. P Thug. What's up, buddy?
3: Um. Oh. I'm well. I'm well. Just reading some (laughs) comics, you know. Just. Yeah, drinking a diet coke. A diet ra- coke reading some comics. Read some comics. Uh, you got a new YouTube channel, sir. Oh, yes I do. Um the Comic binge, we are now live. Uh, we are I'm really very very thankful for everyone that's uh, that's uh subscribed and said nice things and have tuned into the shows. It's been like a for me in a small time kind of small pond, it's been a huge success for me. So I've been very very happy. Thank you to everyone that's uh it's contributed and, and saw videos it's been great the comic binge on youtube and uh yeah check us out there it's been been awesome been re- very very thankful so yeah lots more content coming i had, I had these characters on last week All right that's what i heard yeah I, I
0: unfortunately was not able to participate i was i was out of pocket uh while i was gone i got some new lights above my i see that Yeah, I uh, see. things. so uh a little red blue and white i can adjust them if I if I could find the remote I somehow lost the remote to them they actually you can just do
1: got them <laughs> I, I,
0: this office eats things I'm in the process of like reorganizing the office and it's just a disaster area right now so on that one um, but you know yeah,
3: no, yeah. We, had, we, had, we had a great time last week and and uh, Neil had some good thoughts you know and, and Adam has some great thought thoughts
1: I, I played the role of the contrarian
3: well that is not what a, what a, wow, what a shock.
1: shock
3: and when you but here's the thing when you have two contrarians like me and neil in the same podcast it makes for good for good stuff thanks for good stuff eventually right, you neil?
2: get a two negatives make a positive right mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly exactly
3: all right
0: so uh want to do a minor uh programming note our next episode of Make My, we did it yesterday. We did an episode of Make My Mayday. Our next episode is not going to be on Friday. It's going to be uh, on Sunday, March 28th at 4 p.m. Eastern. So check that out. Uh, that is 1 p.m. Pacific if you're on the Pacific Coast. So, and then, of course, you can always check Bogen Rider out at the Bogen Rider Variety Hour Saturday nights on Twitch.tv. But no Bogen Rider and Variety Hour this week, right? You, guys, you got satellites?
1: Yeah, I've got a I've got a previous engagement. I might do it on Friday or Sunday. We don't know, but I have a list of I have a list of books I want to talk about, including this one. So, uh,
0: yeah, just let us. Uh, we'll definitely tweet that out and, and Facebook that out whenever it is. Whenever Bogen Writer decides to, to to give me a time and a date. So, just kidding, Neil. Uh, <laughs> I know you. Had, I know you got. Check out Neil on CrawlSpace's Satellite Show. If you have not checked that out, it's a Patreon exclusive to The crawl Space. Check that out. You'll get to hear him talk about various books like Miles
1: Morales. I got yeah, that today. In the Clone Saga, but not yeah. yet.
3: No, no, not in the Clone Saga just yet. So. I'm so behind on Miles Morales. We should review that sometime. No, you're not Minus missing a whole
1: lot right now. Okay. Neil has
3: already read it, he's already doing his Patreon thing. He can just be on the side. Uh, well, that's Javi. Javi
1: talks about this book. I stopped.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I want to I want to read because I, I remember liking it okay. I mean, I don't think it was amazing when I read it, but you know, I like I like the vulture stuff, the the girl vulture, whatever her name was, forgot her name, Starlight. So, yeah, I li- I New say Starlet. I knew I liked the name, I just forgot it. But yeah, I like that
1: character, guys. I like the name so much I forgot it. <laughs> yeah, dude, when you're I I forget
3: everything, like or not forget, but names I'm really bad with names, like really bad. So if you reality. want. To-
0: by the way, if you want to hear more, you can always uh, follow Broken Rider at QuillSniv uh, on Twitter. You can follow at Herman22 Paul. Yes, that is where you can find out more about the Comic Bench. And if you if you like Enchilada Legs at Enchilada Legs, that's uh that's Mr. Adam. That's Adam, you, got, yeah. you got me hmm. at Spider Radio. So
3: hopefully we're gonna have Adam on a, a show. We were talking, you know, I got your messages today, Adam, about uh mm-hmm. a comic we're gonna review hopefully soon for the Comic Bench. A little Little mini review, little little back and forth, kind of like quasi uh, Spidey dude, you know, network. We'll see, we'll see, Let's see what happens. Maybe let even get Neil on here. We can talk about Guardians of the Galaxy or something like that. If <laughs> he turn me on to? I like Neil. I like. Me on to I like, I like today. Did you, did you read today's issue? I'm two issues behind. Oh, okay. but re- read a new issue today. Came I will. Out today. I will. It's, but I, it's I, good I, I credit. Yeah, I credit Neil to uh, introduce me and uh, encourage me to read that comic. So yeah, I even listen to people I disagree mainly with. So see. By, by the way,
0: Paul. Yes, sir. I can see him in the background, but I got mine.
3: It's beautiful. He is rock man. Yeah, God, he's just
0: so gorgeous. Oh, God. He's just... Uh, just, uh, just yeah. wow. uh, and for Trade Fodder, I bought... Uh, I also bought this guy, the Silver Surfer, the new Walgreens God. Exclusive.
3: Can I... Really video. quickly, can I talk about that for a second? Yeah. That... For people, I, I had made my friend read that and he kind of knew already what, what was going on with it because it comes with, you know, spoiler alert, all that stuff. I don't even want to say it. I'm not a big uh, Coates fan or Kate, sorry, I would call him Coates. Kate's not Cates.
4: Yeah.
3: I, I, I like him I think he's a good writer, but I'm not like in love with him. Mm-hmm. That Thanos uh, story is an all timer, man. It's really, really good. And that, that whole part, I had no idea when I was reading it that was going to happen. And I was like, whoa. That's a great moment. That is a great, great moment. Uh, Yeah, for those that
0: don't know, you can see it on the back of the thing. Uh, The reason I got this was because so many people are like salivating over this because a lot of people missed out on the Silver Surfer, the first one.
1: Uh, So I I, I think the best way to describe Cates is like the Zack Snyder of comic books in that he is (laughs) incredibly pretentious and self indulgent, but he puts out a good product when he really tries. That's actually pretty accurate, actually. I, there
3: you I, go. Yeah, well, I, I think that. Listen, I, yeah.
0: I'm one of those that did not hate Watchmen. Um,
3: I didn't hate it; I loved it.
0: I, I thought it was a pretty good in, uh, adaptation. It's a very almost, good adaptation. almost too faithful, though. Uh, but it
3: al- alters the ending completely. Right. Well, they
0: had to. I mean, well, giant squid. Come on. Hey,
3: hey. Well, I, I, listen, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. But yeah, I. But he did. I mean, I thought. Honestly, with a mainstream audience, he did as good as a faithful adaptation for like a movie that's that or for a, a story that's that insane. Yeah. He did a phenomenal job. I, I'm a Zack Snyder fan. I don't love everything he's done, you know. But or as far as the superhero stuff goes and the comic book stuff, but yeah, I mean, I, I like a lot of most of it. You know, I like BBS more than most people. I'll say that. I don't think it's uh, but,
1: but but like I but my my point was I, more. <laughs>
3: And on this
0: day, I actually uh, so I had gotten uh, when I was working at Walmart, I had won a raffle to get the Superman cape that they would do at Walmart whenever Batman or uh, Man of Steel came out. So I straight up wore that with my Superman shirt and did like a new fifty-two Superman cosplay oh, with for BVS. I was I was uh, with jeans so like
1: more, and, oh, and, and more super
3: super bro.
0: Yeah, what was super oh, bro it was just dude. a t-shirt, Bruce, Bruce
3: Springsteen. That's a Bruce Springsteen version. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I, I I I wore that cosplay to uh, BBS, and in fact, it was on this day that I went and watched it. Uh, it came up on my Facebook memories today in time
1: hop. So, what uh, were you gonna say, yeah.
3: Neil? Yeah, what were you gonna say?
1: But yeah, Sorry, I, I think can I I think that Snyder is a is like a I don't want to say auteur, but he's right. but he and Case have a lot of similarities in that they have like these these certain indulgences that they love to dig into, and you can tell when they when they're indulging. Like yeah. uh, Snyder, Snyder loves his slow, methodical, huh. slow motion shots that go on for way too long. Um, and, <laughs> and uh, Kate's has uh, his obsession with saying something is punk when it really isn't. And also <laughs> talking about, talking about uh, theology.
0: I do like his Thor. His Thor has started off pretty interesting. I've
1: been reading that on unlimited. So wait, you said
3: Zach has said things are punk and they're not punk or who? Or no, Donny
1: Cates. Yeah, Kate like, like like he and like he and Scott Snyder have that same problem where they like think that everything that is vaguely edgy is called is death metal or something.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah, I'm with you on there. It, it's funny. I saw Kate with like bleached hair once and I'm like yeah. is he tra- is he trying to be like like 90s punk like from like the no effects era or something like that, you know? Like I was like what the I'm like, which it it again, whatever, do what you want, you know? But I mean it was always kinda interesting. I'm like, okay. So. And that's not that
1: that that isn't a knock against case. That's just something I've I have noticed as a trend within his writing style. Yeah, I do. By the way,
0: wanna give a shout out to Vakeman for uh getting me this J2 comic. Dude,
1: does Vekeman give you everything? I'm so I'm still, uh, I'm, still, uh, I'm, still I'm still waiting, waiting for the I'm still up. I'm still waiting for the second half of the series to go on uh Marvel Limited. We need to get the, we need to get the change that organization out of the gutter and we'll be a back on time. To the
0: limelight. <laughs> yeah, Justice for J2, by the way. If only, um, if only yeah. it had
2: been collected back in the day, then it would be on there.
0: I, I have so, the whole
3: series, right? Because there's only 12 issues? Yeah. I picked up yeah. the whole series for like 15 bucks.
0: So I've yeah. got. So here's the holes that I have in my collection. Uh, so he actually is going to send me. Apparently, he's, he got uh, two A next uh, of the variants as well. So he's he's gonna send me that I think Bankman, probably next what week. What the heck,
3: dude? What about us? You said everything to Zach. What are we? What are we? Chopped liver? Come on, Bankman. You send Zach a cosmic Spider-Man trade. What about us? Come on. Hey, Zach, here's some here's some J2A next stuff you don't have. Hey, Bankman, I'm I'm to that stuff too. If you want to send it to me, wink, wink. Listen,
0: he asked I'll if he if he's willing to do it. Like I'm just like, hey, I'll take it.
3: You know, <laughs> I take it too. I re- Rickman, I'll take it too. I'll take it from Zach. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Zach deserves it. He he works hard. He works hard. Oh, it. thanks, buddy. Um, but no. Uh,
0: we're super. Like I said, I'm super excited. By the way, uh, Matt Bird, happy birthday! He says guys, it's my birthday, and I just got done reading Spider Man, Mary Jane. You hit the jackpot. Trade an epic election for the amazing Spider Man. Last Goblin's Last Stand trade. Want to read? What do we, What do you read next? Yeah. Hmm. Well, if you've not read
3: the Clone Saga, <laughs> I always read like, Clone Saga. You just keep reading the Conway runs what you need to. That's that's you're... true. You just go. That's true. What you do, sir, is you just go back and say, "What was the last issue I read? I left off on on Conway," and you go right back to that next issue because let me tell you, Conway is pure gold. So yeah, Conway. Hey,
0: listen, uh, you know, Conway. Sometimes he gets a little bleeding heart. Sometimes, especially later in the '80s, um, and like overly indulgent with that. But for his stuff in the '70s is really not saying it's bad. Let me let me make that clear. It's not bad. It just you can, you can tell, tell that, that, that he yeah. He's too it's, it's,
1: it. it's the Donny Cade, Scott Snyder <laughs> problem.
0: Yeah, he was getting more and more like
1: he said Yeah. political. There?
2: Yeah, um,
1: I mean, this dude created the
2: man killer.
1: <laughs> um, to be fair, he, he, did, he did. He, he did. did no, god! To be oh. fair, one of his defining characters is Tombstone, who deals a lot in you know racial politics with Robbie Robertson and you know street crime. Mm-hmm. So, god,
0: yeah, that's so good, I, I, no, that's a, that's a great point. I, I just, um, yeah, I. But I it, look. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I love, I love the Conway run. If you're it, definitely go through and read it uh, all the way through. I want to also a- answer Matt Auger's question. Hey Zach, when can we expect the rest of ASM Classics to hit the site? So we are on episode 36. There is five episodes left. Uh, there'll be an episode this week. I'm going to try to get it out tomorrow, um, and then uh, so it's probably going to be. Once a week for a few weeks. I, we've got, I know the pilot has been done. Hobby, I think, has done a couple of episodes. So uh, I'm kind of spreading these out a little bit more and do it maybe two a month for uh, the month of March, two a month for the month of April. Uh, I found the 41st episode. And then I've got to find, uh, there's two more that I have to find that's kind of like unofficial episodes spiritual successors called Vietnam a where it's mm-hmm. Josh Don and John back together and they uh have these wacky hi- it's based on I think if I remember Josh telling me correctly it's based on like uh hell- old hellcat comics about when <laughs> when flash came back from Vietnam <laughs> and it's like a little, uh, it's a whole it's a whole comedy bit about what would happen if they were writing the comics back then um so I think there's two times they did that so we'll I'll put those specials out and then we'll start season two. Uh, Probably I would say in June. So that's, that's the ASM classics update.
2: You have it on tape now, everyone. So when it's June and it's not out yet, (laughs) then you can throw tomatoes at me. It's
0: fine. It's almost, that's almost as bad as just doing a live stream and forgetting to take the live stream down or
3: reschedule it. (laughs) That happens. Nobody's perfect.
0: Um, I will definitely and also I said this on on Make My Mayday, the event calendar on SpideyDude will be updated. We'll have all of the times we're going to go live on there. Uh, also, I'm going to put the release like the release schedule of the of the comics, what comics are going to be coming out that week, as well as, uh, um, the uh. Marvel related like movie stuff so it'll be a one stop shop where you can kind of go up there and be like okay because as we've now know we've speculated on this but they have officially made it official uh, Black Widow is delayed until July and going to be debuting with
3: Premiere Access I'm not paying
1: day.
3: $30 yeah I'm not paying for the $30 for that either I'm going to go to the theater okay. and watch it So
1: let, let me add an asterisk on the end it is coming out in july so i'll be living with my family again and going to a movie theater is about 48 dollars, assuming that an adult matinee ticket is 12 dollars per person so i live with yeah. three other people so and also that's not including snacks i can just get well, snacks at home so i mm. theoretically i and my and you know our our home entertainment system is is not as good as a movie theater but like at least I don't have to deal with anybody else being there so right.
0: <laughs> which i look i and that's kind of what i've said i'm like look i mean by the time you actually go to a theater you take i mean cuz i try to go either the either the early release day like right, the thursday night or that at least that weekend that uh, some evening that weekend my friends my two best like friends that we i always do watch Marvel movies with they work until five. They get off at five. We go, we meet up at six. We go to the theater. We watch, we watch the film. So I'm willing to pay the premium price at the theater. Uh, But for me, my individual cost is six bucks or not six bucks. It's maximum. I think most I've ever paid for a ticket. was like 1175. And that was like 3d. So for me, I, I think it's like eight or nine bucks here. Now in New York city, it's like 15 bucks. Okay. You get two people in New York city. I can understand paying the 30 bucks. That makes sense. Uh, even if you're in, if you do it like what, like what uh, Neil's saying, I can understand paying the 30 bucks there, but I'm hoping that by the end of the year, when we get to Spider-Man, things will be normal. I'm getting my second shot tomorrow. So I'll have had all my oh, shots. Sweet.
1: Have fun dying inside.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm not looking look I, I i i was super like i was super like i had pain in my arm and kind of got real groggy with the first one but then like so i'm like oh no i'm not looking forward to the second one so uh and i'm supposed to help babysit because my because sarah's gonna be out of town for the weekend so that's gonna be fun so much fun
3: yeah, the second shot did me in. I, I for one think that the, I'm not paying thirty bucks. My wife doesn't really like to watch these movies really in the theater, especially in the theater. So I'll probably go mm-hmm. by myself. Uh-huh. And one, it's probably still gonna end up being cheaper. And right. two, it's yeah. just like I'm. I've been watching movies at my house all freaking year, and mm-hmm. I'm fully vaccinated. By time like Washington literally just announced that starting May first, everyone will be eligible sixteen and up to get the yeah. to get the shot. So. Like if they want, you know, they'll have it. You'll you'll have a, you'll be able to at least sign up for it. So to me, it's like this is it. Like I'm I'm good. Like I'm I'm ready to go. So,
0: yeah. For and, and here in Texas, Texas to open COVID nineteen vaccinations to all adults March 29th. Yeah. So uh,
1: maybe I'm just being a meanie bobini about it. I I don't know. Maybe I, I'm no thinking about there. this purely from like. Do, doesn't do my family want to go because I have to factor them in because my because my grandparents are like in their 80s and my mom is a teacher. So she's constantly around kids,
0: right? No, I, I which I completely understand. And look in July, it, here's the thing, July, had it been a week sooner, uh, I could have potentially went and saw it with, with Neil, uh, but I'm going to be back up here by that point. Cause my, we're going to, Uh, whenever we get to May, I'm going to talk about May whenever it comes around, but we're going to maybe doing some, some things differently on the site during the month of June. Uh, I do know that June 17th, we're going to be doing a Thursday live stream for Spider Dude Experience because it's the site's birthday. It's going to turn 23. Wow. We, so yeah, older than me. Exactly. Uh, so that is, that is something that is coming in June, but, but I'm going to have Gabby. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not be
4: doing-
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have her on my lap and she'll be just sitting there just jibber jabbing, not having any idea what this is mm-hmm. so
1: <clears throat> you'll have the frozen soundtrack blasting in the background
0: I don't want to get do- I-, I don't want to get uh, copyright struck by Disney because they will we'll just, do it
1: you'll we'll just, we'll just mute yourself got him
0: yeah uh, no i listen i was one of those seven years ago i was like i'll never watch frozen (laughs) you poor fool (laughs) now every time i get in the car with my daughter it's into the unknown now granted i actually don't dislike the um like the regular artist versions like even even demi lovato's version of let it go is pretty good and i'm not a huge demi lovato fan but she did a
3: good job can't keep my hand to myself
1: <laughs> Stop.
0: Man, she's Dude. had a weird she's had a weird couple weeks, hasn't she? Oof. That that documentary. I feel,
1: I feel bad for her. Like yeah. a lot of the sh- a lot of the stuff that happened in retrospected
3: You
0: feel you just feel you just feel awful for her. You know what I mean? Have
3: like No idea what you guys are talking about because I'd stay away from everything. Uh
1: basically because, basically uh, basically uh Britney Spears 2.0 with more mental problems.
3: Well, either way, she's got some pipes, man. Like legitimately has like legit good voice. And she no no. Listen that that
0: performance she that she did quiet. last year, her quote unquote comeback performance from last year. Oh my god! Listen, she's she's inc- as a former vocalist myself, as a recovering vocal, uh, vocalist myself, I can appreciate. Um, and even look, I used to I used to despise Lady Gaga. Some of these pop artists,
1: <laughs> I didn't know. What you say, a lot of time. Well, well, there's a lot. There's a. Oh, I think dead. Di- oh wait, no, I thought Zach died for a second because it like froze up. Yeah. Oh. What did Can you hear me now? Yeah, we yes. can't. I-, I have a question. You used to used to sing.
0: I used to sing. I am. I. I, uh, I was actually uh, when I was in school the first time. Um, <laughs> I actually was a vocal major in school.
3: No. I was way. a. Oh, yeah I'm not know yeah, that. I, I, I know- was
2: studying music,
3: music and uh, and we didn't know this.
2: I think I knew this from, uh, you know, Cross hanging space. out. <laughs> yeah, no.
0: I think just, I mentioned uh, it on Crawlspace a couple times.
2: I think you mentioned it when we were hanging out doing game nights. I mean, I, I, I gotta,
1: re- I gotta respect like the, how album, how music albums are becoming uh, like an, an, a new art form. Like, um, I've always been because yeah, <laughs> using because using Lady Gaga as our um, ex- as our jumping off point. I don't know if anyone listened to her new album. I think it's Chromatica.
4: It's essentially,
1: it's, it's, it's essentially one long, like the, the the album is stylized so that it's just essentially one long song. It's mm-hmm. essentially like it's like you know Janelle Monae is doing a whole concept album about you oh, know transhuman it's... transhumanism and technology. I think that's really cool how we're using music as essentially the the new. F- I, I guess, or a return to storytelling, because that's how we used to tell stories. Listen, you,
3: there's there's so many concept albums, yeah, from dude, like the seventies like like, and eighties, like, the like Who? Genesis. Tommy is is like the for me the quintessential. I think the, one of the well, best. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I'm from, saying, from
1: I'm saying, well, from my perspective at least, like this is Okay, I'm going to tell you right
3: now, and, and 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 you can attest
0: to this, Paul. Yes. Right now, we're going through like a quasi eighties renaissance with the way. Yeah. The production, the production is with most music. Blinding yes. Lights
2: was the biggest hit of last year, and that's like we got. We had Duo It's, Dua, we we it's, had,
0: it's we had like Duel. it's like a new wave look like R and B song.
1: Yeah, like if you look I at mean, uh, Dua Lipa's uh, new album. Yeah, like she, she's essentially a return to Brit- to British pop. Yeah. She it, She it, in the week She in the weekend are two of the two of the, I in my opinion the best artists we have on the in the market right now.
0: I, I would put Bruno Mars up there too. I, I think don't he's like probably any of those really. Was
1: wasn't his last album in like 2018 or
0: Yeah, but I, well he, he keeps doing like collaborations with like individuals. Like he just did a uh, I think he's doing a concept album now and it sounds very much like an old school soulful R&B album.
3: Let me, let me tell you a new wave band that no one will there's, it's a, considered a one-hit wonder, but the Uh-oh, record I, is great. <laughs> Wait, Flock of Seagulls, their first uh, album is... Iran. Like yeah, yeah. Hold on. It's got Iran, it's got Space Age Love Song, which are oh, yeah. both, like, like they're, like, phenomenal songs. And the whole don't, album is pretty dang good. Like, that, it's, a, it's a dang good album. Listen,
0: don't watch the music video for Iran, because you'll either get blinded by the mirrors with the lights
1: hitting <laughs> you back in it's, the it's, face. It's early J.J. J. Abrams. Oh, oh, no. It's J.J. Uh... <laughs> oh, I found a way to bring him to the conversation, guys. Let's go.
0: <laughs> also, if you get dizzy, it's like they're on... I, I felt bad. Like I was like, I, imagine how many takes this took. but it's... <laughs> you know, look, it's a great... I ran... The Of course, unfortunately, though, Paul, every time I hear that song, the second thing that pops in my head besides the music video is uh, Grand Theft Auto: Vice City.
1: <laughs> no, I don't. I don't also, I movie. think I think we need to. I think we need to make an effort to bring recorders back into the mainstream. Uh, if If anyone read today's issue of Cable, uh, oh, God. Magic Magic was in limbo torturing um, a demon, and the way she was doing it was she had uh, I I thought it was Vanessa Carlton. But I was talking with McNulty, and he pointed out what the song actually is. It's from uh, the Proclaimers. Um,
3: no, not, not, she, not the, she, the 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 the, the, the Irish hit. guys, the the, Scot- yeah. the Scottish guys.
1: The the yeah, guys, yeah. And she has she has like all these little Gremlin guys playing. Uh, I'm gonna be 500 miles on a uh, recorder. No, dude, it's that, great. That song is
3: so good. Whatever, yeah. I'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, hey, Gremlins, turn it up.
1: Yeah,
2: hell
3: yeah!
1: it's on. like It's recorder, like you know. I'd be like, turn the, it up. I'm like, turn it up, guys. What, what but are like, you, you, doing? you can tell. I, I guess the implication is like they're playing it horribly. Like you know, when someone know. blows their right, it yeah. too yeah. hard.
3: That yeah. song is so good. Like, seriously, yeah. like,
1: I love pop music. I, and I pop. thought by accident, because it's been a while since I listened to that song, to The Proclaimers, but I thought of originally it was Vanessa Carlton's A Thousand Miles.
3: Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that that making be, your way
1: downtown.
3: Yeah. Walking, Walking fast. Down. That, was, that back, yeah. yeah. But even out. then, I'd be
1: like... All right, shut up.
3: Oh, man.
1: Wow. Jesus Christ. Okay.
3: Too far. Too far, Neil. It's all, all good. Right. it's all good well so to bring it back to the spider-man which that was a great side i love i love me some uh side tangents <laughs>
0: listen listen like some <clears throat> somebody apparently uh oh my dogger love vicity look Vice City may have the best soundtrack of anybody uh of anybody that
1: uh i clicked the wrong button <laughs> oh <laughs> I god, was like, man, hey, are Z- you pissed?
2: I thought Zach booted you. I know. <laughs> no, I,
0: <laughs> listen, listen. God, I heard that happen enough before. I don't. I don't. I don't deliberately boot people or for like no reason. Like if I boot you, it's because for like no reason. That's for no fair. Reason. That's fair. <laughs>
1: I'm, never I'm mind, the, that I'm, never I'm mind that. Never mind that. I'm blaring Zach. Vanessa. Carlton. I'm, I'm oh. mouth. I'm mouth blasting Vanessa. Yeah. <laughs> mouth blasting. I'm a just
3: god.
0: Oh. Mouth blasting. <laughs> OK, that that's a thing. That's
2: no, that's that's how this band band phrases.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So let's get into the issue tonight. That's I'm not going to share right? a ton of my screen because for some reason, uh, because I have covers. to use yeah, just put the cover up. Yeah, yeah I'm going to uh, I'm going to do that. All right. So, of course, I'll, I'll pimp the site. It's SpiderDo.com, but I'll in the other tab I've got there. Here we go. Issue 62 of Amazing Spider-Man. That's right. The, or volume 562. Legacy numbers 863. That's right. Going to uh oh, click the wrong window. All right. Wag the gog. Hmm. I love that. Nick Spencer's the artist. Or Nick Spencer's the artist. The writer <laughs> is Nick Spencer. The artist is Patrick Gleason. And we are picking up right where we left off from last issue. We got the Kingpin being ominous.
3: Spencer
1: drew it uh, himself, just for you, because he loves himself. I thought you were showing the
3: cover.
0: I know. I was just going to show the first page because all right, all right. You, know, you know.
1: And then I'm going to show another, and I'm going to all the way up yeah, until yeah. page 22. It's just, it's so Peter. <laughs>
0: so Peter is. Uh, he's sticking with. Uh, trying to trying to get to to Gog and and Fred. Fred's in Central Park. All of a sudden, Kingpin's goons show up. Bullseye is like, just say the word, boss. He's like, take the shot. So, uh, I really like the silhouette of the. This kind of reminds me of that. You guys remember that? Uh, <clears throat> remember that uh, that that suit from the, bullet, the bulletproof one? The bulletproof the, suit from the, the Oh, no one, one. dies.
1: That Marcos Martin drew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like.
0: Okay. I, I love the aesthetic here.
1: Yeah, and it
0: looks I, like a I Tron the, suit. I love it. It's like a mixture of that suit and Tron suit together. So I like the way that visually yeah, I mean, looks. Yeah, and, it kind look of, cool. that,
1: that page in particular reminded me of like a like a mix of uh, Gleason and like a Bill Kevich cover.
0: A little for, bit, uh, yeah. Little bit. There, there is that there is a very noir aesthetic that Gleason brings to this issue. I would say. Uh, so, yeah, meanwhile the, while Kingpin's being the floating head of guilt and taking the shot, Gog then grows <laughs> uh, because he doesn't have his inhibitor collar. <laughs> Fred's, like, freaking out because, you know, Gog's huge. So, uh, Peter's trying to get to the collar. Gog is freaking out because he has no idea what's going on. You know, when he's big and, and stuff, he's, like, uncontrollable. So they do this fastball special with a a couple of boomerangs. Uh, Peter grabs the boomerang is able. And as Gog is doing his best King Kong impression, (laughs) uh, gets manages to slip the collar back on and shrink, uh, (laughs) shrink Gog back to his baby Gog size. And, uh, Peter literally falls into like somebody's, somebody's car. I'm sorry. Whoever's car that is would be very, very upset. Okay?
1: Don't worry. He can pay for it with his streamer money. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Speaking of streamer money, we we then cut to Robbie Robinson and Randy Robinson. Uh, they are at dinner at their, at apparently the favorite restaurant, when all of a sudden, our, everybody's favorite curmudgeon, Jay Jonah Jameson, shows up. So Jonah and Robbie are, you know, having a conversation they're sitting in the old booth that they always they always used to use because it was the bugle spot and so jonah is trying to reach out to robbie to be like hey on our website let's let's negotiate a deal let's do some ads on our on our mobile app and our website for the bugle so he's trying to help the daily bugle out his heart's in the right place but Robbie wants nothing to do with it, which of course insults Jonah and he storms out. So they say he's never changed. We then cut to uh
1: oh, there's, a, there's a great disgust image. Like there's a, there's that that first panel on the last page of the Robbie Jonah discussion. That's a great disgust reaction image. I'm gonna save that.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, which one? This one?
1: Uh no that next the, the first one on the pan the first one on the page. Okay.
0: Pardon our visual, our references to the visual aids.
1: I mean, we did come up with a disclaimer, so it's their fault for...
0: <laughs> that is a weird image of Jonah, though.
1: I do love it, though. It's like a perfect reaction. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> All right, so... Why do you feel like Scooby-Doo? Right, right.
0: Jonah sounds like Scooby-Doo. Although right. this is also meme. This is memeable right here. There's a very memeable crying boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yeah. So, you know, he's talking about oh, he likes the purple. So this is the first time Fred's ever been away from from Gog. But guess who's taking care of Gog? It's Mary Jane Yay.
1: wearing a wearing what looks like a discount Tron Tron shirt, like the like the light cycle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can find Tron references everywhere in this issue. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> so. Uh, they're they're keeping Gog with MJ for a week or so, just until everything gets with, with the situation with Fisk gets settled. So uh, <laughs> Fred is being Fred here and just be like, I'm going to miss him so much. Mm-hmm. So they're on this rooftop. Uh, Fred is fe- taking some responsibility <coughs> for his for the situation. He's saying, Look, this whole thing is my fault. I'm going to go get some payback. So Fisk is like, I have him now. He's visiting our good friend Kindred. Who's just still in the box? Yep.
1: Harry dick in the box, Osborne.
0: Uh, so and, that's yeah.
1: that's not staying in.
0: <laughs> it's, I, 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 it's live, dude. This is live. <laughs> uh, excuse me, as I we, as I hit the we, cough button. We do
1: ha- um, we do we do have a YouTube editor button, so
0: That's true. Um, but we then cut to a tombstone. L. Thompson Lincoln, everybody's favorite mob boss. He's getting excited because he's like, "Oh, I just realized I get to knock off my uh, uh, R- 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 Robbie's son, and I'm getting to get this is going to be a two for since he's, he happens to be the roommate." Glory uh, comes and visits Robbie in the office and asks him how lunch was. Gives him the file, and Robbie's finally going through to see what they got, and. Uh, turns that and so then we get go back to the uh next page we're going to L Thompson Lincoln he's going to the rooftop he's like wait until we meet meet the maker and so we get this double reaction shot of Tombstone and Robbie with Randy and and uh what is her name? Janice Janice. Uh they're on the rooftop and they are making out and this is not gonna end well to be continued. We are picking up that plot point where we left off
1: before we do grades. I want to say that I love that. Like this is very in, this is very in character for Spencer's take on tombstone. He just pops his head over the side, like a gopher and just sees his daughter making out with his, the son of his arch nemesis.
0: (laughs) Yep. So uh, stay tuned for a couple weeks for ASM issue number 63 with that awesome Bagley cover that we've already seen in the solicitations. If you pay attention to those things, it is there. great cover uh, you got, this is going to be, this is getting good, man. Yep. Yep. I uh, I love how,
1: I love how many moving parts there are right now and how they're all kind of tying together.
0: All right. So folks, we're going to go around the horn. We're going to start with uh, boomer Adam. You're going to get, you're going to get the full screen treatment. Oh,
2: oh. <laughs> wow.
0: And hit, your grade is what? Uh, an A
2: Adam's grade is an A. Tell us why. Um, let's see. Uh, I just, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really refreshing. It was fun. Um, let's see. I like that, you know, Gog got his Gog smash moment. I didn't think he was going to die. I mean, I think if, if he died, people would have rioted and, you know, we know he can handle himself. So anyway, uh, boomerang was over the top in his way. And it was, it was fun to see, uh, Peter was acting smart. Uh, took care of the situation very um uh, very well um, I like that like Neil said there are a lot of moving parts here a lot of stuff is coming together. we've got you know this big kingpin and tombstone plot and the kin- you know kindred's there still so you know we haven't forgotten about him and um what else did I like let me see um i think i liked one thing that kind of stood out to me was the the robbie and jonah scene i kind of i got a vibe from that that like um you know jonah jonah's you know jonah's hu- hubris is gonna come back to bite him because he's like oh i could have sold threats and Masses for a song and you know now now we're huge and i feel like that's the you know the <laughs> the the kiss of death like that's he's kind of like inadvertently sealing the fate of uh, the company I think I think maybe some bad's gonna happen there um uh and you know we'll have to see like obviously chameleon is around so maybe that'll tie in I don't know but I just think that's something maybe to think about because he's being he, he's he's being a little he's he's really on his high horse and I I just think that that might not end well um, I like that they gave Gog to Mary Jane. That's nice. Um, I always like the cliffhanger splashes. Um, the art was great. I don't know. It was just it was just really fun, really nice, really nice issue, and it's uh, setting up stuff. and I can't wait for the next one. Can't wait to see what happens next.
1: Zach, you're muted.
0: I hit the cough button, and that's what happens when you hit the cough button, and you forget to hit the cough button when you get done coughing. Uh, so, after hearing from Adam, we're going to hear from the devil himself.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, Robert I'm writer. This, I'm giving this an A minus. Okay. So, let's talk about it. So, uh, there's a bit of an in joke that uh, the book become. I don't want to say infinitely more entertaining, but it, but it's more energetic when Boomerang comes back after a while see boomerang joke. Sure. Um <laughs> Peter and Pete it, it's really fun to see Peter being the straight man rather than the butt of the joke whereas um in other in other runs in the past couple of years he's been kind of the butt of the joke. Here yeah. it's fun to see him be the straight man to Boomerangs uh Antix is the best way to put it.
4: Yeah.
1: Um I, and I mentioned earlier, I love all the moving parts that are going on so far. I love like how Threats and Menaces is tying into potentially the Chameleon stuff and how that's tying into um, you know, and how this is also tying into the uh, Randy and Janice stuff and the Gang War stuff that's also tying into Kindred. I think the Spen- no. that Spencer spent one of the problems I think with Last Remains overall is that Spencer spent too much time on like one plot point and it just kind of ground to a halt. Um, but now it feels like he's finally. It feels like Spencer's like letting all the k- plots interact with each other as they should, um, and th- and this is where he's really shining. It 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 becomes the book becomes a lot more energetic when boomerang and you know the the roommate sitcom stuff then stuff related to it uh, gets brought in. Uh, it was good to see. It was good to see MJ again, especially because I didn't think she would even show up this arc. Um, so it's good, it's good to show, to kind of tie her into this particular plot line. What was that, Zach? I heard someone go, ah! (laughs) What was that? Keep going, Neil, keep going. I hear a loud bang noise, and because I'm in full screen, I can't see what's going on.
2: (laughs) All right.
0: Sorry, Neil.
1: Um, anyways, um... I think my only downside was the coloring was a little weird in some places. Like you can tell when they just kind of slapped on a gradient for the for the scenes with Robbie and uh, Jonah. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that, there weren't a whole lot of problems. Also, Gog looks kind of this is this is mostly a nitpick, but I, I it's a weird way it's the weird way that Gleason draws Gog. I get it was like a like a weird uh, wrinkly space alien. But you know, Otley drew him a certain way, and I'm used to the way Otley drew him because this is the first time he showed up since Otley drew him in 43. Um, so it's just, yeah. it's just, a, it's just a weird transition, especially because I guess he's supposed to be the Baby Yoda of the. Though it could just be he's intentionally meant to be drawn ugly by Gleason.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand. Yeah, like I, I don't. I. I guess it looked enough like Gog that I had no issues with it.
1: No, yeah, it, it's definitely Gog. It just, you know, yeah. th- they have different textures when it's Gleason and Delgado and not Otley and Fairburn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not that I didn't like it. It's just, it just felt kind of radically different, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. But spent, but Spencer getting back in the com- like in in the situational comedy stuff, especially like with the with the villain stuff and how and like the the stuff that isn't like you know. Uh, like wacky '90s sitcom on Friends tier level comedy, like the stuff where it's just like everyone come bumps into each other by coincidence and everything goes horribly wrong because of it. That's where he shines. And so, yeah, I'd give it an A minus.
0: A minus for Neil. Speaking of big overgrown dogs creatures, hello, way, way, come here, way, come here. Wei-wei. Hello,
1: it it's mascot time. It-
0: it's the b- obligatory appearance by the by the, the company mascot <laughs> by the company mascot of Waylon.
1: Oh, he he closes eyes when you hugs him. That's adorable.
0: Yes, he's adorable. He loves hugs. He loves Aww. giving hugs. Big boy. So, he's a big boy. One of these days, Neil, you're going to meet him, I promise. All right. Yes. So, going over from Neil to yes. Pe Thug. Thank you. What's your grade, my friend?
3: Uh being A minus. Uh I, I like this issue a lot. Um i just like a lot of the Spencer stuff, I've I'm been digging all of it. This the costume is just really it's winning me over. I'm I am just sure, getting yeah. more and more into it the more I, I we're well, only two issues into it, but it's really growing on me. Um I I'm we know it's not rep-
0: permanent and it's okay. Like I didn't like it initially. You guys can go back and listen to the episodes where we talked about it, but I I this I'm with you. This costume's especially with some of the some of the things, like I mentioned during the recap, um, yeah, it, it's pretty good. Again, well, and also
1: there's, there's, oh, sorry, Paul.
3: No, you're good, Neil. You're fine.
1: Go ahead. There, there's also, I think, there's also the added context of Spencer making fun of like the obligatory costume changes after a big yeah, status quo yeah. change. Yeah. Like he's definitely, he's definitely poking fun not only at the design but also yeah. the the ideological concept behind it. So mm-hmm. that, that 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 context helps to justify the costumes' existence.
3: But yeah, but at the same time, and we talked about it on the last issue or the last show for the last issue is that it feels like it's, it's, yeah, nothing in comics, nothing is permanent really for the most part. If it's permanent, it has to be a a widely loved and accepted thing, which is in comic book culture today, at least for the mainstream audience. uh, Yeah, that ain't going to happen anytime soon or or hardly (laughs) ever for anything, much less a new costume change for, you know, one of the big or the biggest superhero in the universe, in my opinion. So all that being said, I think they're handling this well. Just like how I said this last time, was they kind of set this up that it's this is not necessarily a permanent change for the costume either, right? Like it's it in the story, it's going to be something he uses to make money essentially yeah. for as Spider-Man in a way to communicate to an audience, and and again it's interesting how they're going to play that. And I think it's going to be cool because he doesn't have to wear it all the time in order to be Spider-Man. It's going to be something he just puts on here or there, which I like. And to be honest, because of that reason, it just gives it a more uniqueness. So I think if you play it off, like it's, it's not like a, a, a shtick or a, you know, again, I'm, I'm a slot fan for the most part, and I will definitely like the big time suits. And I like that idea behind it. I like this idea more because it's a lot more it's it's taking the idea of what made peter as a, as a photographer and making that modern but also giving it a real reason to wear a costume other than i can't i have to be bulletproof you know which yeah. Yeah, is interesting when i love the massacre arc a lot for a slot honestly and i really like the idea but those all seem so temporary even even like for as things are as, as temporary as um as temporary as as all new costumes like this one those were even more temporary right so yeah. i mean yep. that's the thing this feels more if you compare this and the big time suits this feels like the black costume but even though it's not but right. you know what i mean as far as yeah. the aesthetic goes um i, I like everything about this I, one thing that really impressed me i'm, I'm always like gleason um spider-man stuff i love his story layouts man like his like, like the first page when I go and look at this, I love the first page where it's Kingpin and then, you know, he have his face and it's like the Spider-Man panel in between yeah, his face. Yeah. I love that it's, it's, little stuff like that goes a long way for comic books. In my opinion, it really makes the bait it brings the medium out and that's exactly the stuff you can kind of do artistically and aesthetically in a comic book that you can't do anywhere else. And it's perfect. It just, I love the way he does it. And I love the fact too, that Kingpin is being written as someone who's a lot smarter than just being, I want the tablets, give me up now. <laughs> you know, he's not like JJ Jameson with a criminal empire. Right. He's a very, he's a very smart man. That That's why he's the kingpin. Yep. And he doesn't have bullseye shoot and kill Gog. No, he has him blow off the collar so he gets big and had gets you know Fred all pissed off so he can go and attack him and everything. That's all planned. I love that. I love the fact that's emphasized. In this comic book and everything like everything like uh, like that. So, and I love the obviously the reveal between uh, you know Tombstone and Robbie and having that whole thing. I mean, Neil called it, and it's uh it's great. It's it's a it's a it's a really unique moment. You got to wonder when Ed Brubaker created the Beetle, the new Beetle, yeah. was that something he ever had in mind? Because he made it you know a woman, and and then you also have Robbie Robertson had his, it's it's set up perfectly to have that thing. I don't know if that was ever an intention. Probably not. Considering how Bruce pretty much just hates everything superhero now, probably, you know, well,
1: and right. also it was for like Captain America, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't think he made Janice. I don't think I, don't, was, I agree. Was she, I don't think he did. Was she, ever, was she ever revealed as Janice until Superior Foes? Or
3: it was Superior Foes. I think is when I think he, Nick Spencer took the character and made it his own. Like that's
1: okay because like I, I remember that she first appeared in like the first issue of or not the first issue but like one Baron of his Zemo. later issues of his yeah. Cap and it wasn't was was,
3: Zemo, yeah. Go yeah, and I
1: wasn't sure if whether or not she was given a civi ID until.
3: I don't think she was. I, or how about this? I think they established what her uh, eth- ethnicity. Oh, I can't say that word. Ethnicity. Uh, ethnicity. ethnicity. <laughs> I can't say that. I can't say words. Everyone knows. Why am I even podcasting? Um. So, uh, but I think I think that was all established. But her background, I don't think was because I think you see what she looks like in those comic books, but you don't know what her anything else. I think that's all Spencer at that point. So. I, yeah, I loved all that. The only thing about this issue, it just kind of, it just was, you know, I gave it an A minus because it wasn't quite perfect, but it was a good, good issue. I mean, it's, it's Spencer. I mean, he gives me great stuff every, every month. So, um, oh, I will say, I think this is one reason why I don't like the issue. And this is a, this is a stupid nitpick or before I get to that nitpick, I have one last thing I want to actually praise the book on. I love the fact you brought Neil that, that he's intertwining everything together. And I like that. The fact that Kindred now is a part of the whole tablet of life thing, which got me thinking. And maybe this is and not, this is just, not just me or whatever, but I'm starting to think maybe Kindred needs a tablet of life. And that's why he's maybe, you know, he's manipulating Kingpin more than Kingpin even realizes. Ah. I, that's kind of the impression that I got is that Kingpin's like, you know, standing around uh, Kindred being all like, oh, that's right. oh, gotcha. I got you. you're this big cube you know and i, I the whole time i keep thinking about nick fury's line to loki is you know if he's the one trapped in why am i getting the impression he's the only one who wants to be here you know and that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of what i feel about kindred it's like kindred almost maybe he wants to do this it's, i think this is part of his plan probably I think yeah. my prediction is and you know who knows if i'm right i think the tablet of life plays a part with kindred somewhere like he needs to have a tablet of life or something, I don't know what, but it's for something. It would make prob- sense to become
2: human again. Maybe, <laughs>
1: no,
3: oh, maybe, yeah. Uh,
1: so pre one, I I think if we if we take the like the pre one more day Harry theory, and the and, like there are two separate ones. Like he wants to bring Spec Two Hundred Harry back.
3: Mm-hmm. That would now that would be really interesting. Actually, I, again, I, I think there's something there. I I think. I don't think Spencer, Spencer's a, a, a solid like writer. He's And I say solid, more like smart. He's a smart writer. He's not dumb. He's very calculated right. what he does. He's always, he always likes to bring things back up. And, and re, you know, again, he's just, he's great at that. I love that about the him as, as he writes because he knows what what continuity to bring in and, intert- and intertwine things. And he's done a great job of that. So I, I love that. So I, I think that's my prediction that Kindred needs to have a life for whatever reason. And then my only nitpick is a Gleason nitpick. And it's not even mm. like a, it's like, it, it's stupid, but it's just like, it just seems weird to me. And maybe this is, these are popular. I don't know. What the hell is Mary Jane wearing? Like those jeans, like those rose jeans.
1: <laughs> what is that's, that? That's, that? That's a twenty. That's a 21st century piece of clothing. That's it's like a, so... yeah, like early 2000s. <laughs> Ooh, it's just like, I'm
3: like, Patrick, bro. I'm like, I'm not sure if your girl wears that or I don't know. But if she does, <laughs> he's, you know, 50,
1: he's in his fifties, man. But that's why I said maybe. No, I don't it. know. Like,
3: he I actually
2: doesn't look it. He looks pretty young.
3: <laughs> my only thing is this: those. I pants think he's in his fifties. Hang on, let me go look him up. Well, it doesn't matter if he's in fifties or he's twenty years old. Those pants right. suck. I'm sorry, <laughs> get this out of there. Like, not, not. I'm not saying she doesn't need to wear pants, but just get, get just take the rose off. It's, those are ridiculous. Come on. She
0: needs. She, so basically, less pants, less pants. No,
3: no, less rose on the pants. Like,
0: listen. Okay, here's the thing about that, Linda all right listen, linda. <laughs> listen listen linda listen uh okay i get it but like if you've ever seen like lucky brand jeans and stuff like that or i, have, I don't Ed want hardy stuff that's like that's
1: that's what that looks navy? like navy? you ever been to an old navy
3: adam or not adam paul of course <laughs> i shop there all the time i love old navy i've never <laughs> this seen it's what, what they sell in the women's section wait they don't not mm. i my wife, when she goes there, I never <laughs> once seen those jeans ever at Old Navy. If you've they're seen in, these jeans, the let us know
0: team. in the comments, okay? Let us know in yeah, the comments.
3: Yeah, let us know. Where's Email Kelly when you meet her? Where, where is Kelly? Where is... Someone oh, just Kelly because
0: she's me. a female, you just assume that she's going to... No, I'm kidding.
3: No, I want to uh, know. Like maybe, You assume that all women go shop at Old Navy? <laughs> yeah, I'm, no, no, I'm saying where's Kelly? Listen, it, if Sarah... exists in general...
0: If Sarah wasn't asleep right now, I would go I would go get her and be like, hey.
3: Wait, let me Woman, I wife. summoned the She won't jump on the camera, but let me just show her. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna let's, let's live, ladies and gentlemen. as you right. do you're like, doing that, your Paul, wife? I'm gonna go go on, hold on. give hold on. Hey, you're calling your wife Midstrake. You're, you're on live. You're on live. I need your help. Will you come down here? Not on camera. Will you come down here and I can show you something? I need your opinion on something. It's very important.
4: What is going on? I'm what? I'm in
3: pajamas. I know you're in pajamas. I said you're not gonna be on screen. I just need you to I just need your voice. Uh, okay, bye. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <coughs> anyway, as I was saying, because there's no other female representation here, I need to get my wife, at least at least get her opinion on this, because she shops at Old Navy One
1: This. Meal.
0: This is amazing. This is so, amazing.
1: Okay, Anyways, real, real quick, I, I just wait, realized wait, what, this. Yeah. Hang on, real, real quick. Hang on. Yes, of real quick. I, I noticed. I just realized something that I didn't notice until just now, but I realized why Janice is into Randy, because she's she, he's her he's her type, and if you've read Spencer's Ant Man, which Beetle appears in, she's into washed up divorced divorced men.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, Morgan, everyone. Those who, everyone jeans that her.
3: Mary Jane is wearing. Hi, baby. Those one are awful. Do they actually sell those now? Anywhere that you've seen? Why are you, I'm like the
4: worst person in the world
3: to ask this. Th- this, this just tell me. You, <laughs> you, you, you shop at places. Well, I mean, I
0: have
1: never personally Hang on. have seen. I shop like at places. But...
3: No one. Have you ever? We shop at Old Navy, correct?
1: Uh, yeah, occasionally.
3: Okay. Have you ever seen these jeans on? For sale at Old Navy oh, One, I mean, I mean, those are not Old Navy jeans. Old Navy jeans? <laughs> oh, like okay, wet seal. Wet se- where is what is wet seal? Or like, you know, like, what se- or like <laughs> <laughs> these are forever 21? Maybe. I maybe, maybe we can see back for back in the forever 21. If back in the day, forever 21, this is not okay. Fair enough. So, there you have it, people. <laughs> these jeans don't really exist. That's N- <laughs> said. Anyway, there you go. Okay, <laughs> you, fine.
1: Buddy. Then she probably got a friend to sew them on or something. This isn't that That's hard. My problem. I, I just wanted terrible. to say
2: that, you know, the kids Have you these ever been days, to a college
1: campus in the 2010s, Paul?
2: The Gen Z yeah, kids actually, these no. days, they dress like it's the early 2000s now, this is apparently. Nine, <laughs> this,
3: is, this is what
2: 9-11... <laughs> oh, God, don't say that, Neil. <laughs>
3: Neil it was Columbine on this comic page. Now you're bringing up 9-11. What are you doing, homie? <laughs>
0: I walked out of the room for five seconds and I what what in the world did I walk you, into?
3: You, you, trust me, when you're doing we did the comic fins last week, where it was a great show and then and at the very end Neil's like that one time I call him by a c Columbine joke I was like What? what? Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm, you I'm only serious? laughing Yes, he did. He Zach actually just made, it makes, the sense, comic,
1: it makes
3: everybody. sense in context. It does not make sense in context. It makes no sense. Okay, okay. So I asked
2: Sarah
1: it was an Archie Punisher joke.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, it was yeah.
1: You said <laughs> the only you said the fair. only
2: people that like that comic are you and the 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 those guys.
0: <laughs> okay, so so oh, I asked God. Sarah and she goes, nobody's worn those jeans since the early two thousands. No, Thank but it,
2: look, what I'm saying is it's coming back. Gen Z is wearing clothes like that. They're wearing early two thousands oh. clothes now.
3: <laughs> but, but but but
0: why? What? Listen, I had a, I tried on a pair of Jinkos once. It was like. <laughs> It was it, what? Why? Why are we doing? Listen, Gen Z, I, I get that you're bringing like all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're gonna wear the we're gonna wear the low waist jeans. Listen, I survived this era. <laughs> I don't necessarily love the high waisted jeans. However, can we just meet in the middle here? Can we just get normal wasted, wasted jeans? jeans? <laughs> just wasted jeans.
1: Yes, like there, like, there, yeah. there is no compromise in fashion it's because I, were, I, because, because the high waisted
0: are mom jeans, the low waisted, everybody falls out of. So you're going to be seeing somebody's ass crack that maybe you probably don't want to see. Okay, like
3: like it's just it's just leave just leave All it right, for, leave it in the favorite. dustbin of history. Put, put Matt's comment up. He he says uh, he he says the best here. I actually appreciate this comment
0: whenever i'm on jeopardy and they ask me if those jeans are from old navy i'll think back to this
3: dream
1: <laughs> i love it matt you're my you're my kind of guy these jeans these, ge- like these jeans from amazing spider number 61 are from what retailer uh, Matt? Right. what is old navy uh, i'll take t- t- you- t- things that will never be asked on jeopardy for 1000 alex Hey, you Vickman, never know. When you when you actually send
3: all of us something besides Zach, I will address any all of your comments. Damn.
0: Bakeman <laughs> asks, "What the fresh hell is going on?"
1: That's what's going on. And, and he be, said to, to laugh up the to Kelly To be Sigma. fair, we have had an unprecedented situation where Paul calls in his wife to ask, "Oh, do they sell these incredible, jeans?" Incredible moment! Amazing right. in podcasting history. Amazing. This was this.
0: All right, so I haven't even given my thoughts yet
1: you don't, you don't able to do Thanos it. snap
0: this. So, don't like, I'm Thanos it. snapping back this this podcast, okay? Because you got Thanos in your hand. That's the only reason I said that. that. That's fine. All right. That's fine. So I, I'm going to blow myself up on the screen. Uh, all right. Great. My grade. I, I echo Neil and Paul. It is an A-. minus. This is a really enjoyable. Is it the jeans? <laughs> it's not the jeans. It's not the jeans. Uh, this is a really enjoyable issue. I, I really like that we're starting to get some momentum. After kind of feeling like we're spinning our wheels a little bit for a few issues, we're getting momentum. Things are starting to coalesce. We're, uh, I love the look. Okay, as much as I love Sabi Sema, I didn't love when Bill Kevich was inking him. But I always loved Bill Kevich when he was doing his own artwork.
4: Sure,
0: right? I get that. I got that vibe. This very noir vibe with Gleason's art. So I it, and the, mixing that with the color palette, I thought worked. Uh, I th- I th- I'm liking the costume more and more. I think I would like it maybe if there was some more red in it. Um, but especially when Gleason draws it, I like it more than the other covers. It's because of, of the big eyes. <laughs> I, it, it is. It's because of these big eyes and they work. Um, love the cover. Uh, love the fact that we didn't lose Gog. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, listen, at the end of last issue, it, in, my, in my brain, I instantly went here. Yep. Like, that's what it felt like. And then, and at the end of this issue, I felt... And <laughs> so, like, I'm like, all right, cool. This is good. This is all very, very good. It's a great situation. And I, look, I'm all about... This I'm about this arc, man. Like, no. like here's the thing. Peter Parker's life's going to go <laughs> all around him and you're going to be okay with it. Like, it's like, okay. All right. And, and hopefully, you know, eventually hindered will bust out and just do whatever he has to do. I'm having way too much fun with the sound
1: effects right now. I'm sorry. Yep.
0: yep. <laughs> but, but you know, it's, it's, you know, this is what you guys react to.
1: So can I can I ask a question, Zach? Why yes. Did I, why did I feel why did I feel more panic when um, dog was about to get shot than I did when um, Harry was revealed to be kindred. Not not the initial reveal, but like the fifty three reveal.
0: Oh, one. I think that there was such a telegraphed moment. Uh, I think that that had been such te- so telegraphed, especially when we go back and we start putting the, these pieces together and we start putting the puzzle pieces together.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I really think that it definitely was pointing to Harry the whole time. But if you're just sitting there reading it month to month and not going back and reading the, the previous issues, you're never going to know that. So I, I think that the... And plus... Look, I think Spencer has been able to make emotional attachments to specific characters. The Gog story, the original Gog story is not a bad story. The problem is it was just bad timing because it got literally shut down in the middle of the pandemic. I think the impact of The Amazing Gog issue is lessened whenever, you know, you sit there and you read it either in a trade or you read it, you know, in bulk, the way we did. So I think mm-hmm. that yes, that's probably why we felt more of an emotional attachment to it because it really does ble- bleed into that. And so, you know, I, I got I got nervous. I'm like, oh, they're gonna kill Gogoth? No, surely well, yeah, King not gonna like, do well, that.
1: Because like, yeah, because I was thinking like when as three happened, like, can and Harry does the gut like the the Damatius gotcha. Like you know, good good callback to David Speck, but like when when Bullseye has Peter Parker's alien dog in his crosshairs, yeah, I I, I actually kind of panicked. I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna kill him off. Oh no, <laughs> my boy Gog, my boy.
2: Yeah, I didn't, like I said, I didn't really think they were going to kill him off, but it was that, I was not expecting that little cliffhanger at the end of the last issue, and it made me actually, I don't know if I want to say panic, but I was like, oh no, like, I was at—I was actively like, oh. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I agree, I mean, um, t- look, those that have read the issue, give us a drop in the comments, tell us what you, what you guys think, because this is definitely an interesting topic, but yeah, no, I, I, I do feel that look this today's c- cliffhanger obviously is another one of those that I, I don't feel the same way. Cause it's like, okay, finally we, we know this, this is where one of the times we finally are getting the solicitations where it's actually telling us something instead right. of being, Oh, Oh, you know, overly Guys, vague.
1: The so brutal,
0: by the way, I also agree with the we all, I think we all need a, go- a gog build a figure. Uh, I gotta, I gotta, like I said, I heard a rumor that Stegron might be the next Build-A-Figure, but if, if, like, that should be the following Build-A-Figure. So, um, but yeah, no, I really, really, really enjoyed the issue. Uh, I found myself, you know, chuckling at, at the absurdity of, 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 uh, Boomerang. My other thing is this. Okay, I'm sorry. Boomerang. Boomerang's got to figure out Peter's identity at some point, right? Like, probably, maybe, like, like maybe, like, I, I don't I know, know it, how it, I don't know how it would feel with him knowing about it, because he's I, really I, not a he's not a villain anymore. Like, so here, so here,
1: here's here's my guess. My guess is that Boomerang's going to get like an actual shot at redemption, and maybe. then he's going to find out Peter's identity like and he's going to sell him out for a boatload of cash.
2: Oh, I like it. I'd like it if, like, if. Why? Well, I don't know if I've ever actually said this on the show, but my my thing is, I kind of want more of Peter's inner circle to know that he's Spider-Man, so they can help him out. Pupper. Uh, and I think it would be funny if that kind of thing happened, and Boomerang was just he was still clueless.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, that would be funny. So, yeah,
0: just sound off. Tell us what you guys think in the comments, and uh, go from there. So. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, take care of this dog. So talk about yourselves because okay. somebody needs to go uh, <clears throat> outside. At night. Be hi, right hi. back.
3: All right. So. so d- Bye. Bye, Zach. <laughs> Bye, Zach. Sorry. Well, so I, right. if I, if I may, I would like no. to talk about that a little bit about boomerang because that's almost a criticism for me, to be honest, because I kind of feel boomerang. I like that. I, I love the idea of boomerang and, and everything and the idea of him rooming with oh. a super villain. Or um, whatever you want to call it, boomerang. I guess you'd call him a yeah, villain, anti-villain. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> I, I, I almost said anti-hero, but I'm like that's not really boomerang either. But it, he's a joke. Obviously, he's supposed to be yeah. like this joke character, which is kind of a bummer because I've always liked the boomerang character before what's he got to, old.
2: If I may, really quick, what's funny oh, to me course. is like, uh, see, I you know sometimes oh. I'll I'm not really that familiar with him, and so a while back I like I looked up his Wikipedia entry. And I'm just looking at, like, little things. And apparently, I read this thing. I mean, I guess it's true. But he apparently, like, killed Jackpot's husband or something. And I'm yeah. like, it's yeah. interesting Did, didn't that, he, like... Didn't
1: he, kill, didn't he kill a bunch of people while he was in the Thunderbolts? Well, that's the thing. Because it's yeah. like...
2: That's why I'm kind of like, okay. It, it, I just think it's interesting that, you know, this is Spencer's guy. This is, like, his pet yeah. character, kind of. I'd argue you know, that, like,
1: like in, in the Boomerang issues, Fred's the main character. Peter's just yeah. along for the ride. Well, but, you know, I don't think that's necessarily,
3: uh, I, I, it's not wrong in a sense to where I think that you need to kind of give Peter, ro- Peter's roommate needs to have some kind of like focus, If he spe- especially if, if they are, or not roommate, but a side character or the supporting character. And that's what Fred is now. He's right. He's a supporting character. And yeah. we're all used to getting su- supporting characters from Spider-Man, getting a little bit of the limelight here or there. Um, that's, that's no, that's no different than any other Spider-Man storyline we've ever read or whatever. But I would say the problem that I'm having with it, and I wouldn't say problem, I'm hoping that it, get, it turns a little bit because it's being played for laughs a little bit too much at this point. Mm. And that's where I'm kind of like, okay, I, I get it. Boomerang's, you know, kind of a, a doofus. You know, I he's, get it. He's
2: he's inept. You know, that's funny. yeah. We get it. He
3: slipped <laughs> on a banana peel and then threw, shot a bunch of boomerangs and then you know he managed to defeat the kingpins characters. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I say that in is not in a, in a sense. I love boomerang. I do, but I I kind of think he needs to be like like you guys brought up a great point. He's got to be figuring out Spider Man's identity by now. I mean, Grant, it, he weighs right in him. I will say he's so stupid he wouldn't yeah, even exactly. know he wouldn't <laughs> yes, know like. If uh, Santa Claus was giving him presents right in front of his face, he'd be like, who's this big
1: fat guy in a ribbed costume giving me presents? He,
0: he's not the sharpest tool of the shed. Let's be real no, here. That's
1: why my theory of – that's why I'm putting money on that whole boomerang does find out who Peter is. And instead of using that to you know genuinely redeem himself, he spells them out because that's – you know, Spencer's boomerang in a a nutshell. That's exactly what we did in Superior Foes.
3: I think, I think that's not a bad, that's not a bad, um, story idea. The problem is that where do you, like, where do you take that afterwards?
2: So yeah, exactly. Cause like, okay, well now he knows that Peter is Spider-Man. So are we going to do one more day again?
1: They wipe his, they wipe his mind.
2: Yeah, because I was I'm yeah. thinking this. I was thinking this actually reading this issue. Like, are they going to you know have Jonah forget somehow? I,
1: don't, <laughs> I know. I, don't I think I can, so.
2: Would... Which I don't. I don't want him to. I, I think I would. Like, I would, I would hope. Did, I like this. Truthfully, I would
0: hope not. I would yeah. hope that they don't. Um, like, I don't want don't. that to happen. But like, that, I that, guess that is that has honestly been the best development in the in that relationship ever. And so I don't. I don't want that to. I absolutely do not want that to happen. I'm going to ask. uh, I'm going to echo what uh, Vinkman ask. What Vinkman says. He goes. How would you all say ASM has been now that Spencer is starting to do more than just fix the broken toys for previous creative teams?
1: I've enjoyed like I. I think Spencer's arguably been doing his own stuff since like the beginning. The the 2099 arc.
3: I'm with Adam from the beginning. I think. I think it's been from the beginning,
1: but like I think I think I think Venkman's arguing that it's more aggressive in terms of sure. how much he's doing his own stuff now. Like now yeah, that he's got now that he's gotten past the Kindred stuff, or at least you know put it I on pause.
2: I was slightly afraid that people weren't liking this because Spencer was doing too much damage control in the beginning. <laughs> that was kind of my fear. Like people are thinking, like, oh, he's just like fixing stuff. It's like it's not enough progression for the character even though the fixing the stuff is kind of progression in its own way but um yeah I think uh I don't know I, I think it's unique in that I don't know he's he's quote-unquote fixing the character to a lot of people and it's pretty fun and now we're kind of getting into I think the stories that he really wants to tell and I don't know I'm, I'm
3: enjoying it I I disagree that to an extent that he's just fixing broken toys only because just like any writer that comes in after a big run, especially as someone yeah. as long as slot, you can't just take what he did and just, I think do a version of that because you won people are ready for a change at that point, regardless if you're freaking Dan slot, Stanley or whoever you're ready for a change at that point, because Again, you're you're being brought in because you are different. Absolutely. You're not Dan Slot. So yeah,
0: I, I think I think you know. Look, um,
3: can I finish my thought real quick, real quick? Do what? Can I finish my thought? Oh, real quick? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I, I was just gonna say that there's there's a reason they bring in someone like this. And granted, like yes, of course he's gonna my, he's gonna change some things. And maybe you could you could argue it's fixing, or you could argue the fact that it's him setting up what he wants to set up
4: sure because
3: yeah. it's his story you know yeah, i mean it's like sure. dan slot you know built and took made things different it's like every writer does that's my point is that though we we, will, we may never know for a while i think we will at some point but we may never know we'll, we'll never know for a while what truly was the reasons for nick spencer doing what he do what he's doing was it to fix dan slot i don't know right. I, I don't i don't honestly think it's a lot of that But I do think one more day with the obvious addressing of one more day that to me is the biggest so, thing but that's not a slot thing that's a yeah that's a, some weight yeah that's a whole it's yeah. a big thing and all together
1: now that's a that's a total changing of the guard situation considering the most it, of Casada's yeah. boy club is gone out of so, Spider- yeah. that,
0: that that that's I think that's more directive from sibolsky be like look this is obviously something that's been hanging over Spider-Man we can't know we still are getting letters about it people are still <laughs> griping about it every single YouTube video you watch about worst of they mention that story it is, it, it, it's right <laughs> There. And it's usually number one. I mean, it's not uh, almost universally number one of worst Spider-Man stories of all time. It, and it's not a since past. Yeah, listen. I mean, since past is usually in there in, in the top three. Uh, I I, d- I loved since past until part five, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then and then I hated since past. <laughs> like everything was good until the Norman reveal, and you're like, wait, what? And so I. I love the concept of that and everything like I there's whenever I get done with forgotten era and, and I get through the reboot and I get to the JMS era, I'm going to do a JMS podcast eventually. And I'll be like, all right, oh.
3: I'm doing, and I'm doing my reread, uh, my, my whole Spider-Man reread, you know, or, or read through whatever right now. And I'm in like the early mid eighties ish. I'm right, 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 right. When run friends jumped on is when I'm, when I'm in right now. And when I get to, Ron Friends, yeah, I love Ron Friends or Ron Friends slash um, um, Roger Stern, excuse me. I meant to say Roger Stern, but Ron Friends, too, obviously. But no, I, I'm with you guys. That one one more day, I it's weird. I there's not a lot of Spider Man stories that I absolutely just hate and despise, besides maybe the freak uh arc from Brand New Day, which I hate. <laughs> that. that was Bob Gale. I love your back to the future, homie, but man, you can't write comics. Get out,
1: um, <laughs> get out, get yeah. out, get out. Uh, also the, also there was the a Jack- like, also the jackpot stuff was bad so Was he was, uh, that, was that That, Mark, that was Mark, that was that was Mark Guggenheim. Yeah,
3: Guggenheim. Yeah, he created some, that
1: character. Yeah,
3: yeah, there was some decent stuff in there. Like or Guggenheim I mean. So, did Guggenheim, Guggenheim? Did,
0: okay, Guggenheim did some really he was probably at one point he was my favorite of the four. Um the I remember the I remember Bob Gale wrote the one issue that I felt like was the most cohesive that was actually touching upon everybody else's plot points because it was That thing was so disjointed because it was like, you know, uh, I'm not. And let Slot did it a little bit. He would touch on things here and there. But like when you when you go back and listen to those episodes, like or go back to listen to me talk about those things or whatever, it's very very that that entire run was disjointed. But continue on, Paul.
3: Yeah, I, I just think that there's not a lot of stories I hate, but I will say what one more day represents though is the fact that it's something that it's very controversial, obviously and a lot of spider fans don't like it for a lot of different reasons. But I think now that's the one thing I think Spencer has been given maybe a mandate or he wanted to do himself or it was a kind of a group effort kind of a thing. I don't think it's to fix quote unquote fix slots run. It's just a set up with whatever Nick Spencer pitched to the editors And, and, and he's having to adjust the characters, adjust everything You know, within the continuity, to make set up what he wants to do, and I think that's what you're seeing right now is that you you see all these years of building these stories that he he, one he wants to tell, and two that he is been given you know the right to, and he's just having to kind of readjust, rearrange things a little bit, and now we're seeing the fruits of that labor, and we're seeing it pay off. We're seeing a new costume introduced, and a reason, this new status quo as far as you know threats and menaces. He's actually setting up a lot of interesting things that are probably going to be, you know, mainstays for a while. I mean, J. Jonah Jameson, he enhanced from Chip Zdarsky's uh, run. I mean, you could easily have made that whole thing, slipped under the rug or tried to do something else to make them hate each other for whatever reason. But no, he actually went with it and took it to the nth degree and I think there's no turning back from this point when they're at least in my opinion. And I don't know if I, I don't want it to go back. I love it. Unless,
1: unless, unless you do a solid pivot, which would be
3: horrible. Exactly. And I think that you don't need to, I think that's what See, I talked about earlier, right. About, you know, people in comics hate change. Well, when you can do things like chip, Zdarsky, and then that guy leaves or, or whoever leaves. And then you have someone who like Nick Spencer takes this That wasn't the idea that wasn't his own but makes it his own and now he's ran with it and has turned it into a very interesting concept now to a point where we have a freaking new costume spider-man that jonah is a big reason why it exists in the first place so listen nobody was more great writing
0: when, when it comes to when it comes to the jonah peter relationship no one on this entire panel was more disappointed than me after helping you know spark an idea the conference the original confrontation with jonah and peter in a boxing ring drawn by todd knock written by peter david i was so profoundly profoundly upset that we we had that was one of my things that irritated me the most about one more day it's like dude this it was a great story because it felt real so when sadarsky brings that that thing back we're uh, we're putting that look there's one person i still think you, you it needs to happen. It should happen. I hope it doesn't I hope we don't like pull the PS4 Spidey because they did such a good job with this. But May needs to know. Uh Randy needs to know.
2: Yeah. Yep. A, yes.
0: Like those two characters, in my opinion, other than Fred. I mean, Fred. There's some dynamics there, but those two characters need to know because, especially Robbie. given the history with with with, well, R- Robbie already knows. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Knows. Robbie knows. Even,
1: even if you even if you ignore like the stuff before Spencer's run, Spencer's run pretty definitively shows that Robbie at, at to some degree unknows right. that Peter is Spider. Listen. Yeah. They're, they're,
0: they're, even and I I honestly think that Spencer's such a big 80s 90s fan. That he probably remembers things like uh Spider-Man the Final Adventure and yeah. where that almost implicitly implied that yes, Robbie knows he's just not gonna say anything. I think wasn't it it goes back to the Stan Lee days with with uh Captain Space Stacy. I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah. if Stacy was gonna tell anybody, it would be Robbie. Oh, yeah. And you know, now, maybe Robbie could sit there and try to justify in his brain. Oh, no, it's not Peter. Surely it's not Peter. I don't think it's Peter. You know, he can f- ha- you can you could have you can mind that internal battle between the two. Um, but no, I think Randy deserves to know just because of all the things that have happened in the Randy, Peter Parker roommate. Yeah. Relationship over the years. Going even back to the it was the one good thing that I felt they did right with the uh uh the, during the reboot era. Uh and Paul Jenkins mined it for comedy gold a, a lot of times. Um But Aunt May needs to know. Truth, truthfully, Aunt May needs to know. And I think that it's gonna be the catalyst. Aunt May's gonna find out again, and that's gonna be like Speak of the Devil and here and he yeah. shall appear. So um, I'm hoping, but look, I, I don't want to read too much into what's said on a letters page, specifically when it's said back to me.
1: Okay. <laughs> also, but real, real, real quick, I, I just now remember. I just now remembered I wanted to bring this point up before we moved on. That Spencer's ac- Spencer's additions to the status quo has affected more than just Amazing Spider-Man. It's affected, I think, not just the Spider line, but I think Threats and Menaces is. is Kind of a, I, I think it's been mentioned in other books before. Yeah,
4: like I think
1: they, I think they mentioned it in, in Immortal Hulk, and I know that, and I know that uh, the new Silk book, Cindy's a reporter for Threats and Menaces. So at this point, you, unless you want, it's sort of like you know everyone who says like, oh, I want to do undo one more day, you can't undo one more day without undoing ten years of continuity for the rest of the Marvel universe. And yeah, you, I don't think anyone, reco- I don't think anyone recognizes how monumentally screw the Marvel universe would be from its current status quo. Listen,
0: you, okay. You can't do the same. Honestly, this is the honest to God truth. You can't do the same thing that broke Spider-Man to fix Spider-Man. It can't, you just can't, it can't be done because you're going to erase things. Look, and you talk about things that Spencer's done, right? He's done Carly Cooper, right? Let's be real. Carly Cooper was a milk toast, bland character. That was the love interest that's all her real function was. There was interesting bits like her being a police, you know, forensic, uh, scientist and stuff. That was interesting, but they never did anything with it. And then she finds out Peter Parker, Spider-Man, they didn't do anything with it. They've, I have, more, I give a damn more about Carly with Nick Spencer writing her than I ever did with anybody else. And that's where like that illustrates further. What Paul was saying is that, look, Spencer, I think, felt like there was things he wanted to address. He's addressed them. He's moved on. Uh, I don't think there was like this editorial thing. They're like, all right, Nick, do whatever you want. Because I I will say this. um, Nick Lowe, I firmly believe, lets the storytellers tell the stories. Sometimes it works out really well. Sometimes it doesn't. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, Paul. <clears throat> but but um, he lets he lets them tell the stories. And plus, let's be this be real; these these editors are stretched incredibly thin. Um, so there's not a continuity cop. There's not this reverence for continuity the way there used to be. But I feel like that now that you're getting guys like Nick Spencer who does revel in continuity. He does understand it. He does understand the character. Like, so he try he's trying to make even when this, the continuity may not necessarily make sense over the last decade and a half. So you can go going back as far back as the JMS run certain times of continuity was like, this makes no sense in continuity. But um, Spencer's doing his is doing his damnedest to make everything feel cohesive. And that's where I feel like, like with Vink been talking about, he quit. He quit last year. He could be considering picking up the Spencer again in trade. Um, Look, I'm hoping they'll do an omnibus. I'm surprised they haven't done it
2: yet.
1: Or like those oversized um, hardcovers that pick up yeah. like twelve issues. They just yeah. did.
2: They just did that with Zdarsky's Daredevil. They're doing that. I don't know the why they turn. haven't done it with 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 Nick Spencer's run. It so, might be. It might be coming. Who knows? We'll see in a few yeah. months. Maybe I don't know. <laughs>
0: speaking of speaking of trade paperbacks, Spider Girl got delayed. 420, 2021. Pick it up.
1: Holy based, Batman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, again, I really think that we're. We're, I'm excited for the future. And this is, and, and if you read the letter in the letters page on AS, ASM 61, 61, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about Spider Man. People, those that have, I mean, Vinkman, I think, has listened to me for years. So has Adam. So has the devil himself below me. Um, Snick tongue time. <laughs> But you guys have all listened to me over the years. You you can tell when I'm excited about something and when I'm not, Uh, and and I think it's pretty evident. If I'm not excited about something, look, as fun as it is to rip into something and rip something to shreds, I look, I reveled in the fact that I got to rip into uh, Abrams' man several times. But sometimes ripping into bad comics is fun. But when you're doing it every single month, it's not fun. It gets exhausting. I'm, I'm elated as a, as a fan and that's where I'm at. So let's kind of, uh, we're at the hour and a half mark or getting close to it. Uh, I'm going to get, let's go to the comments right quick. Give us, you know, give us some questions, ask us anything. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, And I I wanted to make a point about like your continuity comment that Spencer's like a continuity junkie. Like I've we've I've noticed that recently we're getting more writers who are helming the Marvel universe that are essentially picking up the editor's slack. Like you've got um like you know, back back in like twenty fifteen to twenty eighteen, which we'd consider like the dark age the, the second the new dark age of Marvel. That was Maybe. that was like well that's what the general consensus was. That's what right. that's what I'm framing it under. Yeah, yeah, the guy like Brian Michael Bendis who doesn't care about continuity unless it serves his purposes is running the show. <laughs> And right. like, and you know, like the good writers, like Al Ewing were running books like the Ultimates, which were, which I, which as much as I love them, they are, they were sales flops. And now you've got Ewing running, essentially running Marvel right now because he's doing a mortal Hulk, which is essentially one of the three new flagship mm-hmm. pillars of Marvel right now, along with, um, John Hick, and he's also writing guardians of the galaxy, basically redefining cosmic Marvel, um, right. And bringing back like the Masters of the Sun stuff from like old Marvel Comics presents. Um, he's doing Sword now, and I think he's doing Defenders now. So he's basically got his fingers in almost every honeypot except the Spider-Man corner and Avengers. Yeah,
0: and well, and I don't know how much Nick Spencer's doing outside of Spider-Man because this look, Spider-Man is such a demanding title because of the fact that it's coming out twice a month.
1: You're doing four times, four times a month now.
0: Yeah, I mean, at times you're four times a month. I mean, you're you're doing I mean, but your average schedule is supposed to be twice a month, but you, like November like the final quarter of last year, you had what, 12 straight almost 12 straight weeks of Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, whether it was the point issues or the actual regular issues. And Spencer at least plotted all those issues. He didn't necessarily write all the scripts for the point the dot, dot LR issues, but um he certainly so. Uh, Spider Man is is such a big, demanding title. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I, Al Ewing would be my one guy that I'm like, all right, let's see what you got. And after a very much uh, look, I don't want Nick Spencer to leave anytime soon, but that would be the one guy I would say, okay, that's the guy that I want writing Spider Man.
1: I'd actually say Jed McKay, the guy who's writing Black Cat. Jeb McKay is what is is a guy. I
0: I just picked up issues two and three, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read those. Uh, I'll be interested to see how everything works out. Uh,
1: well, and, he, and he actually did that. You know that King and Black Spider Man tie in.
0: Yeah, I didn't pick he, that did, up. He,
1: it's actually really good. It's it's basically a team up with him and Reptil from Avengers Academy. All right. And it's and it essentially deals with like you know how Peter's always like oh it's always my fault when the symbiotes invade. <laughs>
4: Yeah,
1: (laughs) they actually they actually they actually address Peter's chronic guilt inducing heart attacks whenever a symbiote (laughs) thing happens.
0: Listen, you know, uh, I'll read Kingdom Black when it's on all (laughs) when it's uh, when it's all on Marvel Unlimited. I am so glad I don't got to do that anymore, though. Like, that's the (laughs) one thing where I'm like, okay,
1: like now I've been doing I've been I've been the person who assembles the satellite titles. And yeah. knowing that King in Black is almost over, like, we're down to, like, three more issues. Like, we've got the Venom tie-ins and then the main book. And I think, like, a couple of extra ones. But, like, it is a chronic nightmare for me every time I have to write down this list. Because I'm like, oh, my God, did I miss something? Oh, no. Uh, Tyler, come help me,
0: please. Like I, like, I appreciate I appreciate the fact that they have checklists. However, the fact that we have to have a freaking checklist for an event just so you get the full story is a problem. And I don't know, like the amount of time, like at least with the amazing Spider-Man, the LR issues, there was a checklist, but it was all contained in amazing Spider-Man. I don't have to sit there and read 65 miniseries I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy what Marvel's doing now.
3: You guys all brought up the fact that, you know, who would you want to your writing Spider-Man right now? Besides uh, Nick Spencer, you know, whatever, whether he, when he leaves or, and that's actually a really, a really good question. I don't know if I'd want Al Ewing doing Spider-Man. I mean, he can do anything. He's a great writer. I, I love Al, but I'm not sure I'd want him to, I'm not sure if his aesthetic matches Spider-Man. Like Spencer was so perfect for me when they announced him as the the successor of Dan Slott. Mm-hmm. I it's a good question. I'm not sure if that person is even like super you know well known right now. I'll, the little I've read of him, uh, Philip uh, K. Johnson. I'm I'm all I'd be down with him at this at least at this point. He seems he seems to be pretty dang good. I'm not sure aesthetically how much he gets like the humor aspect of Spider-Man. But uh, I could say right now, um, another writer I, I think that people don't talk about as much, he's been playing a lot of the Star Wars realm, is Charles Soul. Um, I really, yeah, think yeah. He, I, he is.
1: I, I here's I the thing, I, it, might, it might just be that I don't, as Soul is really into like that uh ethereal visual imagery. Uh-huh. Well, like with uh, like Darth Vader, Darth, Darth Vader was a book that kind I of made me talk. think about hello.
3: Oh, Spider-Talk.
1: Exactly. Spider- I, yeah, I, might exactly. Just, I might just be I might just being a purist. It, it's in, the, in the same way, I think it's kind of like, how you, like what you think with Al Ewing, because mm-hmm. Al Ewing's a really big, big picture kind of guy who thinks in cosmic terms, and right. that doesn't really translate well to a character like Spider-Man. Well,
3: the reason why I think Charles Soule might be decent at Spider-Man is, one, if you read his Spider-Man guest appearance, I thought it was pretty a pretty solid level. issue. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, yeah, and Daredevil. And his Daredevil, while not being phenomenal, oh. it's not that bad either, I don't think. I don't think it's, I've read way worse. Have you read Andy, Andy Diggle's stuff? Enough said. I mean, seriously, <laughs> it's that stuff was terrible. Um, And so, I know Andy Diggle's a good writer. So, but, but yeah. really quick, Charles Soule, I can tell you, I've read enough of his stuff that he can do humor, he can do witty. I mean, read his Lando series. His Lando series is maybe, besides Darth Vader, which I think is the Premium of Star Wars comic books, in my opinion, ever. Lando is not too far behind. It's of all time. It's actually incredible. Spider
1: Spider Talk is also is also citing Jed McKay.
3: So, all right, uh, Spider
0: Talk. uh, Let me for the audio listeners. Uh, I think Alice said he doesn't have much of a passion for the Spider-Man character. He also Carey. says uh, I think Jed McKay is proving himself to be a promising talent for something like this. Look, he look he made me care about Black Cat in ways that I haven't cared about Black Cat in
1: years. Also, if, if no one here is reading his Taskmaster, do it. It's oh, like, he's
3: reading it's, Taskmaster. I love yeah. Taskmaster. See,
1: I didn't know like, who was. It, okay, I, I love. I love. Like, if if you needed, like, if you wanted to continue, like, the sitcom aspect of Spencer Spider-Man,
3: he it's got to be McKay. That. Yeah. You know what? That's funny. I because I didn't you know I I didn't look at the who's been writing Taskmaster but I've been really enjoying it. I might have to check out Black Cat now because I've been really enjoying that Taskmaster Taskmaster series a skip lot. Skip the first actually. five
1: issues. Skip, skip the first four or five. <laughs> issues. No, no, I,
3: I rather I didn't like the first couple <laughs> issues. I remember I told you so. Yeah, yeah I yeah. skip that. I hate I hate those three characters though. I hate them.
0: I hate <laughs> they get better, therapy. I promise. Yeah, it no. gets better. Uh, all right, Vinkman has a has, did have a question for us. What's something out of print that you are dying to see reprinted in collected edition form? With 2021 being the 40th anniversary of Raiders from the Lost Ark, he keeps hoping that Marvel will put out an Indiana Jones omnibus.
3: Well, I can tell you, Vankman, what, whatever I pick, I expect you to buy for me like you do for Zach. So, uh, <laughs> damn, damn, <it's laughs> hey, 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 hey. He's not, a, he's not, a, money, he's not a money
1: fountain.
0: He's not a uh, money fountain. He, he's already a patron, okay? On patreon.com
3: slash fighting network. I, I just I, I just wish I had a personal. That was Bankman. a shameless segue,
1: Zach. and You should feel <laughs> bad for it. The um, what? That was a shameless segue to plug your. Patreon. listen. You know listen, it.
0: listen. Hey,
1: listen Linda. I, I, you already listen. know
0: how. Listen, Linda. you already know how much i I can I can promote a Patreon. Listen, page. listen, Jack. ok. Yeah. You, back Come from on, my date from from my days over on that other website, you know um, I was the only one that would promote the Patreon, if you recall.
1: <laughs> well,
3: if I, if I may, if I had to answer that, I'm trying to think of, of a Marvel series that I think is out of print right now that I re- would really like to see. That's, that's a, is he going by? Yeah. Love way. you. Whoever you are. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, no, like <laughs> I don't know if we, we, who who manages that. Is it Dan or uh, I, think, I it's Dan. think it's Dan. Dan. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right, Bye, Dan. 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 Love you.
1: Um, okay. That's weird. Trying to,
3: that's a good question.
1: <laughs> um, a, a small one, but I'd like to see Yoast Scarlet Spider reprinted in in hardcover format. Yes, now.
0: I would because, buy that because, tomorrow. Because
1: because the only way I was able to get it in in print was um, by accident. Because I was it was like a week before we were about, I was about to go to Florida, uh, 2017, for Christmas break. Mm-hmm. I found I found it just sitting in the in the middle of my local comic shop on the trade section. I'm like, oh whoa, Stegman! like early Stegman! Um, God, that's, that, it's, one, it's one of like two impulse buys I've ever made the other was uh, I think like the ROM versus the Transformers mini that came out with Alex Millen and Barber
0: yeah uh, I love I love 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 the Yoast the first half of the Yoast run the yeah. second half outside of issue 16 which is the when they go to the Houston Rodeo, <laughs> um, I don't love as much.
3: I like the Craven uh, stuff.
0: I, I, the Craven stuff was okay. It was just so rushed because they were trying to cram it in at the very end.
1: And they were trying to segue him into new Warriors.
0: Yeah. And, and so. I
1: liked it. I thought it. Oh, no, it was cool. The,
0: the, the, last, the last two issues, though, are just a bad cluster. Because it was okay, we got to get him to the point where he's going to join the new warriors. And while I love the new warriors art, I don't love this. Look, I have certain triggers when it comes to clones. High evolutionary is like number one of those triggers. Second only to virtual reality, which I had to read another virtual oh, reality the cyber, story.
1: The cy- the cyber Scarlet spider. Oh, oh I have that. <laughs> action figure. <laughs> oh, get it. Get it. Come on. Go get it. <laughs>
2: No, I can't. I can't. It's toy can't, time.
1: <laughs> listen,
0: listen. I I am a I am a clone completist. I have been trying to get that 8 pack of the maximum clonage uh toy biz set. I had I was going to buy it. It was 80 bucks a couple years back and I should have bought it because I've I haven't seen one for that cheap ever since. I saw one for 120 bucks. I was about I was waiting on the stimulus to come in and I was going to bid on it. And I was going to buy it. And then somebody swooped in and bought it. I was like, "Oh man!"
1: You were waiting so, for them to, you, you, you were you were saying, "Give me, stimmy." And then someone said, "No, you." Well, because
0: like, okay, the guy originally wanted it for like one hundred and sixty, and so he went through like a month where nobody was buying it, so it was getting relisted, and he was knocking ten bucks each time. So I was like, hoping that he was going to knock down maybe another, you know, ten or twenty bucks, and if I could get it for a hundred, I'd be like, "All right, that's a hundred bucks, but I can justify that cost." and i would have had it freaking prominently displayed somewhere in this in this office but uh no that i and the, i forgot they made the joe wade figure and i will never buy a joe wade figure <laughs> i don't think i'm like i'm the biggest Crow out spider fan one of the biggest out spider fans in the world i don't think i can bring myself to buy a joe wade figure but if Hasbro mates a really cool Marvel Legend, I might be persuaded.
1: Maybe. Would would you would you buy a Spider-Girl Omnibus format even though you already have I'm um, oh, even though you've been in the complete collections?
3: Word. Word, Vankman. Word. Uh, <laughs> yes.
0: I, I I look. I just I'm about to finish getting the digests. I Maybe I had this a- in,
1: like volumes 3 and 12, right? I was missing, I got
0: volume three and volume five, so I'm missing volume 12. That's the only one I don't have. Uh, and then I want to get The Buzz, Dark Devil, and then Wild Thing, and uh, that should be it.
3: The dark, uh, do you have the single issues of Dark Devil? I have the single issues of Dark Devil and The Buzz. I have the single issues of Dark Devil too. I, I, it's such a fantastic looking character. I love Dark Devil. I know, Dude. I know who he is. I don't know who he is at all, really. But <laughs> you're, oh, in for a
0: treat. you're gonna okay. You're in for a treat on episode thirteen of Make Mine Day because Hold it's gonna on. be me. A
3: little came in the other day. Let to show you this. Someone came in. Uh oh. What's on the shelf?
0: Ooh. Ooh. We got volume two
3: of the complete collection. So I will be eventually. Uh well eventually I'm gonna have you guys on the comic binge and we'll just talk about Spider Girl a bunch. So yeah, you know but but, but
0: yeah. if you for uh and it was, it, I'll have the dates on there. We're just gonna be on a special Tuesday nights, kind of a short episode. It is, I think, April thirteenth is when we're scheduled to do it. I'm gonna be talking about Dark Devil. I'm gonna be talking about the clone saga elements and how it all fits in and how everything ties in and oh man I, I just, Kelly gave me that one. Because she goes, you can probably explain. She's like, on the surface, the story is bonkers. It should not freaking work. (laughs) Um, Which is absolutely true. So, uh, yeah, what if 105, I had had two copies. I gave it to my old co-host on on Mayday Mondays, um, my extra copy. But, uh, yeah, that one can be hard to find sometimes. Uh, I have that. I have the reprint that they did and I have ish- I have zero of Spider Girl Zero. So I have almost every I have every Spider Girl comic in singles. I don't have uh, and I have I I just don't have the rest of the MC2. I don't have Anex, J2, um in, in so i i would i would absolutely buy an omnibus because i want to support mayday and i want to support my, my friends tom and ron uh, because that definitely goes to them uh, but i also can get you, marvel
3: can you get a next pretty cheaply on ebay right now
0: because of issues 4 and 9 they tend to have it's about 50 bucks on ebay for, the, issue, whole for the for all, all 12 issues so the no, it's because it's terrible it, it's not terrible but because it because it formally introduces hope van dyne as a character
1: oh no, that's right speculator Man. value speculator
0: Man. value goes up um Man. so thanks
1: movies uh, <laughs> yeah
0: the,
3: they're, they're they're helping the comic book industry that's that's the one thing i give the speculator market a lot of the credit for is at least it helps even even when it's like at a low low time It's for themselves. They are always driving the collector market, at least somewhere, and it helps comic books. I just wish we could somehow bridge the gap between the people like me who don't really care about the value, but care about the stories and collect. I like collecting, but I don't care. Like, like I have a beat up, crappy version of like Spider Girl Volume One. I don't care. Like, I just want to have to read it. You know, I want to have showcase it. That's the whole point. You know, I mean, everyone's got their own things.
1: I do have um, another. It isn't a Marvel book, but there is another book I kind of want to get reprinted. I do want to see James Roberts' uh, Transformers: More Than Meets the Eye saga in hardcover because it, as it is, it's it's in the in the IDW Phase Two collections hardcovers, but that comes with the with the Robots in Disguise ongoing, and it's like in it's like back and forth between the two titles in hardcovers. I just want the More Than Meets the Eye book in hardcover. That's it.
0: I want the. Uh, I definitely want the wedding. Uh, the 90s version of the wedding, uh, collection, uh, that Vakeman sent Kelly.
3: Um, well, Vakeman sent someone another thing that's, yeah, it's so interesting. Vakeman, do you want my address? I can give it to you.
0: <laughs> no, uh, he's listen, hold on. Hold
3: on. I, I, I want to tell you guys what I want that's not printed. Okay, hold on. Vakeman, are you listening? Oh, oh god, all it right. Is, it is the, uh, the Marvel uh, Spider-Man graphic novel collection that has all these in there. Okay,
0: right. so, I have that, had really that actually. They yeah. they reprinted Hookie and uh, Parallel Lies, but I don't think they reprinted anything else in that in that trade.
3: Well, regardless, well,
2: regardless. know. No, but to, they did. They did do that big hardcover like in 2012, and yeah, I said exactly. that actually.
3: So, so, so you are listening.
1: I All right, that. so he he, he, no, he got on. his
0: set of Anex for sixty bucks, but he's seen that full run go for over a hundred on eBay.
1: Paul, here's a, Paul, here's the thing with Venkman. he, he you got to like coax him out. It's like it's like a hunting a fox. You got to like coax him out of the. Like vinkman
0: please don't think that we're just trying to solicit your fun, like your your <laughs> generosity
3: listen listen
0: paul the, the the thoughts of paul do not reflect the rest of the spider radio network
3: of course not of course not but vinkman if you want to support the other people stop uh, stop. <laughs> stop it paul all right I, actually what I want
2: uh, to actually just see printed is I want them to do that uh, – I want them to do the epic that bridges the gap between the first um, the first Tom and Ron epic collection they did and Craven's Last Hunt. I want them to finally fill that gap so we get the whole uh, – mm. The, well the rest of the uh, tom and run first asm run i just
0: want them to created.
2: keep like republishing
0: the epic collection like i the only thing i wish they would do differently is be like all right the spider-man ep- amazing spider-man epic collection and then they just make the numbers make sense because like i've seen like yeah, th- instead way. instead of doing like one like they did with the clone saga epics they're like oh we're just going to throw it's like the Epic Collection for the Marvel Universe. I'm like, no, no. no. The other thing I want to see is I want them to. I, I want to see them collect Spectacular, yeah, and um, and Web, it's and Agathlins. It's kind like, of well,
2: well. The thing is, I feel like if they do a Spectacular line, I would hope that they would finally print the the J.M. De uh, Dem- uh, Dem- Mateus and uh, Sal Buscema stuff. <laughs> Oh, speaking room.
0: of I, um April 27th i'm gonna be on the salvi sima podcast uh with chris bedmond so i will promote that on on this on the channel and stuff like that wait, wait, be-
3: it was a Salby Simma podcast excuse me
0: yeah so he's covering
3: all of the spider-man
0: Salby Simma stuff so like he's start he's starting these the Salvi sima run he's gonna he's, like i'm gonna be on episode episode covering uh issue 149 who is this uh chris deadmond he's a good he's a friend of the site so I
3: need, to, like, I, need to, I need to talk to this guy. Cause like, I love Sal Busema. I will, I will the, let him know that you're interested. To, dude. Chris, Dedman, whoever you are, I don't, no offense. I don't know who you are. Deadman. <laughs> Whatever your name is. Dude, come on, come on. Oh, what, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Come on. That's such a Scott. great,
0: that's such a great book. I remember like I've read part of it because of Brad sent me a couple of pages that he gets mentioned in there. And uh, I, I I need to buy that thing. It's out of print though, so it's it's yeah, tomorrow, kind of.
3: Well, I got it on Amazon for like thirty bucks. Yeah, I think. It's yeah. On Amazon. you can get it on. Dude, no, it's not even out of print. It's you can go buy it on Tomorrow right now.
2: Yeah, I think. You, yeah, I think you can. Oh, really? By the way, okay. Tomorrow's Publishing is the shizzy. That's all I gotta say. It's yeah. still so rad. <laughs> oh, yeah, you it's can get it. Months. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, for it's well, it says eight left in stock. So there you go. But uh, you can probably get it on Tomorrow's. Yeah. Mm.
3: Yeah. Well so either, either way
2: either or.
3: Yeah, either way, tomorrow's publishing is awesome. Uh sema is awesome. Go support both people. Wait, yeah,
0: yeah. sema like, look, if you really want to support that guy, definitely go to um the uh what is the name of the comics that uh sit comics. Sit comics, thank you. Oh yeah, they really do need to reprint the akal War from Spectacular. I, I just think like like they need to reprint they need to reprint all of Spectacular. I think that like well, out of, of all the satellite they're, titles, that's the one that needs to be completed. They, they are make, they start doing masterworks.
1: You can make it's an Omni good. out of the important spec stuff. Yeah. Oh
0: my god. Yeah, you could do oh. so much. Like, oh. look. Spec okay. In the hierarchy of satellite titles, it's yeah. specs number one.
4: Yeah.
0: I would say maybe uh, web. Mm. I don't... Okay, Webb's weird, because Webb doesn't have, like, definitive runs. Like, to me, Webb's the definitive, definitive run... Probably the, Con- the Conway run, probably. I was gonna say, would... yeah, the, is, is, the, is the Conway run, but that's so intrinsically tied to the Spectacular, because he was writing Spectacular and Webb at the same time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, obviously, it had some iconic issues, like Craven's Last Hunt, Light the Night, uh, certain stories that are iconic uh, in Webb, but... Um, you know the thing is i would put probably adjective list second because of its impact sure because i mean the mcfarland stuff is is the mcfarland stuff um, i think in terms of artistry you'd have to put web above i would put web above adjective list in terms of artwork because of because of alex Savick. um but I had a fantastic artist just the stories are not that great uh so i but then after that, I would put, uh, you know, Spectacular or, or Spectacular, Sensational, um, probably a fourth. Uh, actually, no, I put Friendly Neighborhood above Sensational. Um, and then I put Marvel Knights below Sensational. I, I just think, even though that they had the same, they ended up having the same title towards the end.
3: But, <laughs> Boy, you crazy.
0: Uh, no, I, 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 well, and and. I, you know, I don't. I didn't like the most modern spectacular for the most. Like, I didn't like the meta arc that he did, that Zdarsky did. But I there liked parts
3: the, about it that are good. There's parts that are bad.
0: <laughs> like, like the, the Sandman one. Amazing. Well, the amazing. Yeah, the, that Sandman story is awful. The, uh, you and I talked about that. You I talked about
1: that in like early satellites. We were like, oh, God, just, that end, was so, just end it.
0: Just so bad. So so bad. Uh. But then you look at the Amazing Fantasy arc, the Four Issue arc that they did, and that was really freaking good. Where they go back in time and <laughs> and completely just ruin the timeline. Um, yeah, that
2: was kind of that was kind of cool. Yeah. It
0: was a really cool. It was a really cool thing where you could get to see Peter like a, a, a Peter that understands things, meeting a teenage like the six one six teenage Peter Parker. So uh,
1: also, all right, yeah, well,
0: we're gonna get, we're gonna go for final thoughts. I think if anybody else has anything else to add, uh, I will give you guys the floor and then we're going to begin wrapping this episode up. I think
2: boomer Adam, what do you think? Um, it was a good issue. Uh, I'm excited for the next one. Well, you know, excited might be a little strong, but I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a good arc. I think this is going to be a good arc. All right, uh, leave some comments in the comments, and we'll read them b- before I before I
0: officially uh, do the outro. The devil himself, Neil.
1: Yeah, I think we had a great I, we had a great outing today. Um, not really this a whole lot. To say that, not really a whole lot to say that we haven't said already. Just more of this, please. Also, Dark Horse for listening, please reprint the Brian Reed uh, Halo graphic novels, please. I will pay you lots of money for them. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, Paul P Thug. Sorry, I was I was muted. Uh, Yeah, no, yeah, that's a total change there. Um, Yeah, I think that was a Neil. uh, No, I think this was a great uh, great issue and. You know, uh, Mary Jane's pants, withstanding. Um, so uh, incredible <laughs> moment, incredible yeah. moment in
2: podcast history, right <laughs> yeah, here.
3: Yeah, and, and and you know, people think that I'm, I'm trying to be like funny when I tweet out things like no other Star or Star Wars, sorry, not Star Wars, Spider Man podcast is is talking about Mary Jane's pants or addressing Mary Jane's pants <laughs> like we are, and I'm being serious. Like no one's addressing this. Like we are. No one was before we were. That's all I got to say. So, uh, you know, we were, were pioneers in the Spider-Man podcasting uh, universe here as far as that goes. But, yeah, this was a, a, another solid issue. Uh, Gleason, I love the way he tells the story, man. he, Him and Spencer, I think I've have, have got some uh, good chemistry going now finally. It took a little time. I wasn't in love with the 2099 arc, but I think um. after um, – sins w- enter whatever word you want to put in after this um since mine. rising yeah um i think that was a good indication of where they could go and I think this is just an extension of that and i really like the fact they're kind of grooving a little bit it seems like finally so yeah this is great i love talking to spider-man comics with you guys you guys are awesome and like i just it's been a blessing you know being that we're we're all doing it. Oh, i mean this i mean this too i mean you guys are I'm really starting to kind of just get to know all these guys, you know, for real. I don't know these guys super well, and I'm getting to know them, and they're great, like, with the exception of Neil. Um, but uh, just kidding, Neil. Neil <laughs> just kidding. I just, I always say that because I say that only because I, I like Neil a lot. And it was, you know, Neil's has really grown on me in a sense to where I, I love this guy. And I had them. On, I had them on the Comic bench. I had to have them on. So you know, I will be
0: on. A, I will be on an episode of the Comic bench oh, very for soon.
3: Sure. You have no choice. I'm gonna, it's either you do that or I quit. So uh, <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. But damn, I mean, Paul just chasing listen, clouds. Hey,
0: listen, you 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 guys you you guys got more more uh, subscribers than I do right now. I, I, I need I had, to go I on. I had this. a lot
3: of help. I had a lot of help. It wasn't by me. I'll say that much. People are just. I I have a lot of sympathy subscribers. How about that? Listen, uh, I'll, I'll take t- the sympathy subscribers just so I can change the name. Yeah. I'm grateful. Hey, I'm grateful. So I, I'll take everything I can get. Cause I, that's one thing I've learned in this business is I don't take anything for granted. And I really do. Not. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, I'm just really grateful. I get to hang out with all these, all you guys and we're getting to know each other and we're getting just kind of, you know, we're getting our own groove on. And I, I think that we're getting this, uh, this has been a lot of fun. I love, that's why I take time out of my, on my busy day. I had a crappy day at work today, but you know, mm-hmm. hanging out with you guys. It made me feel a lot better. I'll say that. And all the <laughs> listeners. So please subscribe to this channel, people. If you haven't already, smash
1: that like button.
0: Smash the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Don't forget the notification
1: bell. Can can anyone do the Philip DeFranco copypasta? Hang on. Um, Thank you for watching today's episode of the Philip DeFranco Show. If you liked this episode, please hit that like button. Hit that that subscribe button. Hit that bell notification to get notifications for every episode we launch. And thank you to our patrons
0: yeah oh, thank you to our thank that big thank you to our patrons vinkman and scott all right so uh, me.
3: I, I can't thank vinkman he doesn't give me anything big,
0: oh big ma- stop <laughs>
1: big <laughs> mc <McFanky, laughs> from mcspankies
0: all right if, if, vinkman's final comment for right now is other than the first issue web is really only notable for its crossover issues the web armor is notable for other reasons yep yep yeah listen the, web,
2: the first web armor is cool Right, the first web go. armor is cool. Uh, the only thing I don't like that the
0: PS4 did was they made it super shiny, and so I like thought, it well, not,
2: it looked it look great. It looks cool.
0: It looks great, but like when you're doing night stuff, it look it almost blends in too much.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, fair. and
0: I I, I I get why they did it aesthetically, but I'm like oh, I, I I like more gray with it.
1: It's sort it's sort of like with the with the slot armor the the the, the those Parker Industries armor like they made yeah. it like a yeah. glossy texture instead of a matte.
0: And mm-hmm. look, it really uh, I the that made me like that that suit, the so PS4 that stupid
1: glow, super glow, super glow. I, I, I even hate
0: that. the glow on uh, like in this in the game. I hated the glow in the comic, but I I didn't hate the glow in the game. Uh, like it worked for me. So a lot of we're gonna have to do like a whole like episode about PS4 stuff. Um, I need to I need to break down and and just buy the especially
1: Miles especially Bond. in the context of yeah especially I was supposed to say especially in the context of like Miles Morales.
0: So uh, definitely we'll be talking more more things next episode. And okay, we're gonna wrap the episode up there. Whoa. Sorry, guys. That is the f- end of the episode. Thanks again for watching. And we want to hear from you. Have your voice be heard. Leave a voicemail at 818-925-6631. That's 818-925-6631. Be sure to tell us where you're calling from and what show you're calling about. Cause it's the show for all the shows on the Spidey radio network. Leave us an email. Of course. <laughs> um,
1: I'm dancing again.
0: Leave us a review. Give us five stars on your favorite podcasting app. And of course, uh, be sure to watch the comic binge YouTube channel. Follow Paul at Herman 22. Yes, please. Uh, Boken Rider Variety Hour, normally on Saturdays, 8 p.m., twitch.tv slash quilsniv, Q-U-I-L-S-N-I-V. And once again, Make My Mayday's next episode will be Sunday, March 28th, 4 p.m. Eastern, covering Spider-Girl 18 through 22. And we will see you back in a couple of weeks here on the Spidey Dude Experience, only on the Spidey Dude Radio Network. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.